full of crappy podcasts. One crappy podcast will try and stand out above all the other nonsensical crap. A podcast not bound by the rules of other podcasts. Not bound by talent. Podcast hosts without fame. Money. Notoriety. Self-dignity. Friends. Hygiene. Women. Voted one of the best crappy podcasts out there. By a guy named Seth. This is Pop Culture Leftovers. Episode 146. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a wall. It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I am Jake. And we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah. Stop! Hammer time! Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's hammer time. <laughs> Stop! Hammer time! All right, you know what? <laughs> What? <laughs> that bumper. Right, no. We haven't done it for a while. It makes me laugh. No, it's, nice. it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Frank, you guys don't get to see what Frank does when we play that. He's over here. He's shimmying from side to side. His yeah. hammer pants. Doing the hammer pants. <laughs> doing the hammer pants. Yeah, we don't play that very often. Normally, he wears his hammer pants for nothing. Yeah, I we know. We just let him wear it to laugh at yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. His hammer pants aren't like, you think like the big poofy hammer pants? He's actually made a pair of pants out of hammers. You <laughs> <laughs> think he took it a little too literally. That's I mean, a- that's why I got back problems. To fucking <laughs> dance with all that heavy shit. It's true. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, do you guys remember Heavy D? Yeah. 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 
What was his partner's name? Did he have a partner? I don't know. It was like Heavy D and the and, somethings. And uh, Lightweight C. <laughs> <laughs> heavy D and the Noise? Uh, maybe. It sounds familiar. He, Huey oh, Lewis in yeah. the News? Heavy yeah. D and the Noise? Yeah, yeah sure. Why up. not? <laughs> do I need to pause while you look this up? Yeah, let's do it. Fuck my life. What is it? Heavy D and the Boys. Yeah. Not the, the Noise. No. The boys. Yeah, plural. With a Z. Yeah, I'd be aware of Heavy D and the boy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you, Frank. Right, no shit. <laughs> heavy D, Heavy Destiny. <laughs> All right. Yeah, welcome to episode 146. Light on news this week, but not light on emails. Yeah. That's the fucking truth. <laughs> Got a shit ton. Ask people not to send them. What do they do? Send them. Absolutely. It's, it still happens? It still happens, man. People oh, don't care. Man. We even got one that's just blatantly outright like, fuck you, I'm sending my email anyway. <laughs> oh. yeah. It will not be silenced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to thank, I want to thank uh, Robert Shackleford. God, I want to, yeah. I wanna, Robert Shackleford. It's a tough name to say. Robert Shackleford and Janine Dolling, they both donated to our PayPal. Nice. So thank you very much, guys. That was awesome. Really appreciate it. Uh, we also did launch our Patreon. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. So we get to see how many people <laughs> actually will donate to our Patreon. <laughs> Suckers. Yeah. There's people in there already. I know. There's people that I'm going to thank them here in a moment. But uh, <coughs> our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com. for. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's uh, you can help donate to the show. Um, there's some cool rewards on there for you. Uh, before, if you donated, we would just say thank you. And now we actually have to do shit for you. Yes, you can become a patron uh-huh. of become Pop Culture Leftovers. Patron of Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, some of those rewards include for a dollar a month, we'll thank you on the show. Um, we got one person doing that, so I'll, cool. I'll go over it, but $3 a month, uh, we'll thank you on the show, and then on our website, uh, I will list you as a $3 baller. Nice. That's it. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Our website, which gets no traffic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like they flipped a coin and it was that or a scratch-off ticket. Uh-huh. $5 a month, I'll draw a self-portrait of you. Just send me. <laughs> I just want to see who fucking does this. That's awesome. I yeah. want to draw one. Okay. I'll let you draw one. <laughs> nice. They'll send you the picture through the email and then you can draw it and then you mail it to them. <laughs> um, for $10 a month, we will create – we do bumpers on the show and I will create – for you, your own personalized bumper, but it doesn't stop there because every three months I will create for you. As long as you stay on, I will make you a new bumper. That's pretty um, slick. Yeah, and then you can, if you want to, you can write your own bumper if you think you're funny and shit <laughs> after the first one's delivered. Yeah, be warned, we will make fun of your bumper that you write. Probably. <laughs> That'll be the best part. Uh, $20 a month, that gives you a Skype conversation with the leftovers every three months. Uh, we'll hook up with the members of the Army and Skype with you, and we'll just talk and have fun. And if these episodes don't suck, I'll actually post them. <laughs> Do we have to have fun? Do we have to have fun? It depends. I mean, if, we're talk- if somebody wants to talk about Batman v Superman, it might not be fun. Yeah. Uh, for $30 a month, uh, you get uh, to guest on the show... Uh, you also get the Skype chat and personalized bumper, but you get a full episode with us. Nice. Uh, that's limited to 12 patrons, uh, one a month. Uh, I don't think we're going to sell that out. No. I, I doubt we're going to get any. Uh, I mean, kind of made it hard for people to get these last two Good. for $30 Good. a month. Because like, I don't want people hijacking the show. They really have to want to be on the show to do this. Yes. So the last one is uh, you get to be a co-host on your own podcast every two months. I will host a new podcast called the Leftover Army Podcast. 
and you get to be on with me. And we get to, you guys get to uh, like bring some of the content, and we get to talk about it, and I'll post that on a separate feed. I'm looking forward to this. Like, if somebody actually does this, yeah. this will be fun. Because, like, this will be a cool way to meet people. Yeah, yeah. I agree. A I lot agree. of fun. And it's also kind of a way to, like, figure out, like, you know, if we don't – like, let's say we don't have a Frank or a Jay one week or a Jake one week. be nice to kind of, like, know who, like, can fill in and handle it. Yeah, it's kind of a trial. Kind of a trial. So I think it would be fun. So definitely go to patreon.com uh, forward slash pop culture leftovers. Check it out. I mean, at the least, you could donate a dollar a month. A fucking dollar. A dollar. It's 12 bucks a year. Yeah, for less than the price of a cup of coffee a month. I know. You're, <laughs> not, you're not changing any kids' lives. I mean, that kid's still, you know, uh, he, he's still tied up the Frank's radiator. <laughs> you know? He, he might be able to move off the dollar menu from his weekly feed from McDonald's. Maybe for 50 bucks a month, we'll let Destiny out for a walk. Get some sunlight. Get some sunlight. He's looking a little, little pale, a little pasty. <laughs> is that is, is he looking pasty, or is that like an actual paste that you've kind of put on him? He rubs the lotion on its skin. I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't ask about what the paste is. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, guys. Uh, well, yeah, we did get some iTunes reviews this week. Awesome. Um, yeah, let's go over the iTunes reviews. It's one star five. We don't give a. iTunes reviews this week. We got two of them. Yeah, good, good ones. <laughs> good ones. Yeah, boring. <laughs> uh, first one is uh, it's from CKJCPL. Mm, is he a Star Wars droid? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> There's no numbers in there though. Oh, okay. Uh, it's titled "Every Single Episode Is," and here's the here's the uh, here's what it says: Ex- "Every Single Episode Is Excessively Obnoxious and Vulgar." Five stars. Nice. So I like his taste. Five star review there from CKJCPL. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh shit! The picture is blurry on this one. God dang it! My phone. Did I take a blurry picture? I can't read this. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Look at that shit. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like I'm drunk. I need glasses. <laughs> Let me pause. All right. I got it. It's uh. Five stars from We're Hungry, mm. and it's titled Awesome, and it says, My coach used to say, football isn't for everybody, and I don't want it to be. That's this podcast. I feel lucky to have found it around a year ago. If you're a soccer mom, helicopter parent, PC crusader, or any other such scum, you will hate <laughs> it. You will hate it. Those of us who love these fellas are glad you don't listen. They are real. They sometimes mispronounce names, don't know everything, and have violent outbursts. It is just like sitting around with your friends, and that is the appeal. They are brave enough to be honest about themselves, and as a result, it won't take long before you feel like you know them. So that comes from We're Hungry. Oh, I like that review. Yeah, That's I liked cool. it too. Good what's, review. What's a helicopter parent? I have no idea what a helicopter parent is. Is this somebody who makes like six figures a year and just travels? Oh, okay. I guess. Wow. That's a nice guess. guess. That's, a, That's guess. a nice guess. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. There's your helicopter parent. <laughs> the more you know, that little star is flying up. <laughs> right now. I love that star. Yeah. Big fan of that star. Uh, <laughs> that was a great review, though. I agree with it. We don't want you to listen. If we don't. Right. That's it. Thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad uh, they mentioned the bit about being wrong too, because like people expect us to just bow down. They're like, "Oh, by the way, you were wrong about this." And we're like, "Oh, okay." My name is Poindexter, and you were wrong. <laughs> I, I have access to Google. Allow and me. After the fact of, <laughs> I can look it up on the internet. I will publicly crucify myself right. on the next episode and apologize for being wrong. Let me post a link to something that shows you were wrong. <laughs> 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 Nobody gives a fuck. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're not right all the time. We're just, you know, we're just trying our damnedest to entertain you, fuckers. Yes, if we can get right twenty five percent of the time, it's a win. Yeah, you know, you know what I've been doing. I'm going to talk about this maybe later in Good Pop, Bad Pop. You know what? I, fuck it. I might talk about it right now. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been going on like this uh, weird, like Saved by the Bell kind of. I've been revisiting it. Okay. And it started because I started listening to this podcast. It's called Saved by the Bell Reviewed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really funny podcast. I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I'll get it. Yeah, I'm going to get into a lot of things right now. This is really – I'll talk about the good pop. – I'll talk about Saved by the Bell and the good pop, bad pop. But they, they – they, have you heard of these adult coloring books? Yes. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not talking about like adult – like you're drawing like, you know, oh, there's a naked lady. Let me, you know, color in what I think would be the color of her areola. <laughs> Yeah, they're, with they're, my Crayola. <laughs> they're more complicated coloring books. Yeah, yeah. They're, Walking Dead has like their own adult comic book, yes. co- uh, coloring book. Well, they started like a Indiegogo or something for a uh, adult coloring book, and it was like saved by the all these like '90s TV shows. So mm-hmm. you got like Full House, and like you can color, I guess Urkel and all these other characters, and they have like Saved by the Bell, and Screech, and all this other shit, right? And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to look for it on Indiegogo. So I type in adult coloring book on Indiegogo. Uh-oh. Wow, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I didn't see their book. I never even came across it. But I kept flipping down. There is some fucked up shit that you can – Indiegogo is the Canadian version of Kickstarter mm-hmm. where you can, like, support different things that are coming out, products or podcasts or whatever. And somebody had made – hold on. Let me find it on my phone here. This thing is called the ejaculator. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, I knew I'd get your attention, Frank. <laughs> A big shocker. Uh, but yeah, it's called the ejaculator, and it's crazy. Like I didn't understand. Like all the sex toys now are just like everything's like so like uh, connected. Okay. Not, not, I know you're like connecting your dick to <laughs> a fleshlight. Like it like tweets when uh, you have an orgasm or something? No, nah, it doesn't. Not that. I'm, we're not far off. Uh, <laughs> God. It's a virtual reality, virtual reality pleasure toy. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's like a, you get like a fleshlight, kind of like attachment, I guess, that you, you, you put your dick in. <laughs> That's a thing they do. But like, okay, first off, I'm going to say this thing got funded easily. Uh, yeah, you put on like a headset, and like I guess there's content. You can see like women or whatever, mm-hmm. and like it's like I guess it's like you're banging them, and through this virtual device, you got the headset on, right? And then you're banging like this this flashlight. Hmm. I've got a friend who might be interested in this. How much is? It? <laughs> Well, I, okay, they they I, they funded it, so I don't know I don't know how you get on it now, uh, but like they had, and then they had like this FAQ section, <laughs> and they're like, oh, don't worry, we'll have gay content available. It, it, like one of the questions was like, will we ha- will there be gay content? And they're like, oh, don't worry, it's on its way. <laughs> so it's like all these things, but yeah, it got a hundred thirty three thousand dollars. Good God, uh, it went uh, it was one hundred seventy five percent funded. 
this isn't the only thing. Like everything out there now, now they've got like this remote. Okay, let's say uh, you're a helicopter mom and a helicopter, excuse me, a helicopter parent <laughs> and you're never home and you're married and you, you, you're a mom and you've, you've packed your, you've packed your butt plug. You, you, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, I hate when that happens. You, pa- you, you packed your butt plug, you, you packed your vibrator, all this stuff, but you still want to be close to your significant other, but you're far away. You know, you can Skype and I guess you can like mutually masturbate on Skype oh if you want God. to. But no, if you want to take it to the extra level, that virtual touch, they actually have an app now that, okay, the vibrator and the butt plug connect to like the internet. Oh shit. And so you can control the speed. You're the other person ah. and you get to control the other person's <laughs> orgasm oh on the other God. end. Yeah. So she can be in, she can be helicopter and be in her, yeah, I guess there might even be a sexual move called the helicopter <laughs> that you can program into the app. But you can like do, you can like give her an orgasm remotely. That's fucked up. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, it is. Technology, man. I love that people, you. People are going to think that I like looked this up on my own. <laughs> I swear. I was looking up a fucking coloring book. I swear to you. That's what I was going to say. I love that you just wanted to color Zach Morris and then you found, all, <laughs> you found all this shit. I know. I know. Oh my God. I definitely got screeched on this. <laughs> he made a porno called Screeched People. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. It's true. So yeah, I wanted to throw that out there. I'll talk about Saved by the Bell later. Uh, <laughs> are you guys ready to jump into Good Pop, Bad Pop? Let's yep. do it. We just, yeah, I, I took a lot of time to explain that. I, I wonder if our listeners are probably, like, they're saying, fuck, I'm not donating to Patreon. Where can, <laughs> probably I, the fleshlight, where can, I, get, where can I get an ejaculator? <laughs> <laughs> they, they closed that one down, so donate to us. Guys, for $40 a month, Frank will remotely give you an orgasm. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I thought about getting drunk with somebody on it. What? For the Patreon. On, oh. Like, do like a shot for oh, shot. I was confused, too. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like if they were to come on the show and do like a shot for shot kind of thing. But uh, giving orgasms was never part of the deal. Yeah, yeah. He'll get drunk and he'll just get on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what right. this do? Moving on to good pop, bad pop. <laughs> it's time for more leftover reviews. With good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we will rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. First thing I wanted to talk about is the ejaculator. (laughs) (laughs) Tupperware. Uh, Yeah, I had had the chance to use it. (laughs) Five minutes before recording. That's what you were hearing. Uh, Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a Tupperware rating. I heard you in the bathroom. I would (laughs) have been pissed if you'd have tossed it. I was like, why? Well, that's exactly what he was doing in there was tossing. Oh, I tossed the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, the butt plug attachment tossed the shit out of me. Oh, God. No, yeah. No, I wanted to talk about a movie that I just watched yesterday. It's a Netflix original, and I I don't know when it came out. It must have came out recently. It's called The Fundamentals of Caring. Hmm. Have you guys seen this on Netflix? I no? have not. Nope. It is written and directed by Rob Burnett, and it stars Paul Rudd, Craig Roberts, and Selena Gomez. 
Wow, interesting cast interesting for a Netflix cast. original. Yeah, Paul Rudd. I mean, I know Adam Sandler like has the deal worked out with fucking Netflix, but I didn't know Paul Rudd like had any kind of like what like uh, what, why is he doing a Netflix movie? Yeah, he didn't need it. He's got that Marvel money now. With the Marvel money. Do you think it had something to do with the uh, the summer camp movie that he did too? Like some kind of agreement with that cross agreement? Uh, or maybe he's buddies with the filmmaker through him be. a bone. Yeah, you're talking about Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he might be friends with the filmmaker, too. Um, yeah, but uh, the storyline is a writer, Paul Rudd, retires after a personal tragedy and becomes a disabled teen's caregiver. When the two embark on an impromptu road trip, their ability to cope is tested as they start to understand the importance of hope and friendship. Uh, Paul Rudd, it basically, he is a caregiver. Um, he takes like a six-week course and becomes a caregiver, and this is his first job. And he starts taking care of this teenager who has muscular dystrophy, mm. uh, which I guess the kind that he has only affects like one in every 3,500 males. Mm. Um, so when his mom goes to work, Paul Rudd is there. And like he's doing like the, you know, the fucking like wiping this kid's ass and shit like that, you know. All the stuff that that you have to do as a caregiver. Uh, this boy is really routine, really set in his ways. Uh, he eats the same thing every day. He watches the same TV shows at the same time every day. He only eats like the same foods, like uh, fucking what was it, waffles and sausage, and that's it. Kind of OCD a bit. Huh? Yeah, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all he's eating and shit. And he never leaves the house. He's originally from England, but has lived here most of his life, I guess, and uh, never leaves the house. He's always there and shit. Um, Oh, yeah, he leaves the house once a week on Thursdays to spend, like, three hours in the park. Mm. And that's it. Um, this movie, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's like there are elements that you're going to find in this movie that you see in a bunch of other movies. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, friendships being formed and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, you're going to see it. And to be quite honest, I, w- I wasn't really enjoying this movie uh, at first. Uh, it wasn't until they had actually gone on the road trip that I mentioned and they're actually at a restaurant where I really started to like like where the movie was going uh it's after it's surprisingly after they meet selena gomez that the movie gets really good hmm. they, they meet her for the second time um i started i really love this movie uh i know who, jacob Harmon would love this film yeah it this, sounds like up his alley this is right up his alley um the kid the kid the teenager he, he's a real prankster like the first time he meets paul rudd he acts like he's like really disabled like he has like no control and starts going <laughs> you know paul red's like freaking out you know and then oh the kid's God. like oh i'm just messing with you it's it's a great movie i love it i tupperware this movie uh it's it's on netflix it's called the fundamentals of caring uh tupperware it's i loved it wow how really? long until they got to that road trip part man i think we're about half hour in if, if that and it's not like i think going back and watching like the first half hour mm-hmm. i think i'd like it a lot more because you learn Things that you're not understanding about Paul Rudd's character and the way he's acting start to make sense because he went through a personal tragedy before this and you start to understand more about his character and why he acts the way he acts. Okay. Throughout the whole movie, like he's going through a divorce. He won't let – he he's not signing the divorce papers. He's There's like a court order that he has to sign them and mm. he and, – and, and he – keeps dodging the court order they that's try kind to, of a tropey movie thing too. yeah exactly yeah. exactly so there's a lot of these tropey things but for some reason it all works and there is like the there is a scene where somebody urinates in this movie and i'm not going to spoil it for you but it is a fu- i laughed out loud and it's the way i ended the movie is la- i ended the movie laughing 
actually, with the last thing that happens in this movie. That's good. It, you go from like this – you go on these emotional highs, emotional lows, and then you end on a good laugh, a good hearty laugh. I mean I was literally by myself laughing out loud. That's good. The description kind of made me think the, the end note would be a, like a cry. Yeah, yeah. You would, th- you would think that, man. You would think that, man. It, it, it's so good. I highly recommend this movie. It, like, yeah, as Jay would say, it hit all the emotional beats. <laughs> all the beats. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Jay's not here today. I think he said something about being at a funeral home, but don't ask, don't tell, right? <laughs> agreed, agreed. All right. What do you guys got for me? I went and saw the Mike and Dave need wedding dates the other day. Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, this, um, let me pull up my IMDb. I can here. already tell. <laughs> <laughs> this starred Zach Efron, um, Adam Devine, Anna Kendrick, and Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, the short, short of the plot is two hard partying brothers place an online ad to find the perfect dates for their sister's Hawaiian wedding. Hoping for a wild getaway, the boys instead find themselves out-hustled by the uncontrollable duo. Mm. So uh, right at the bat, I'm going to give this movie a low taste it. It wasn't a complete toss it. There was some stuff I did appreciate about this movie. I liked that it was an R-rated comedy and kind of harkened back to kind of the early 90s, late 80s comedies that like, or like just a good raunchy comedy. Yeah. And I liked that it tried that. You know, it doesn't doesn't care about swearing. It doesn't care. It has some brief nudity, kind of, just like one of those classic kind of comedies like that that we used to see yeah. back in that decade. But the movie was very short on laughs for me. It felt like a lot of the funniest stuff we had seen in the trailers already. Mm. So yeah. that was kind of annoying. I, the cast was great. I mean, I feel like with a better script, this could have been a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, I liked all four of them. I'm not the biggest Zac Efron fan. Me either. But he was fine. Um, Adam Devine, is yeah. that what his name is? Yeah. You could tell there was a lot of great improv stuff he did. And in fact, they had like the end of the movie, they showed a lot of the outtakes and stuff. And a lot of the stuff in those outtakes Better than the was funnier than the yeah. stuff that they used in the actual movie. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you like comedies, I, I would recommend this, even though I gave it a low taste it. Um, I'm pretty picky on comedies, so some people might like this better than me. Yeah, comedy is kind of subjective. Like, you know, like it, some people like the, the highbrow comedy, you know, yeah. and some people just like the low-hanging fruit, like, you know, dumb and dumber shit. You yeah, know? and I would say this is more dumb and dumber shit. Yeah. This is more people people getting hurt and people falling down yeah. and, and shit like that and everything. So I'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was, I, somebody's I, dick gets caught in something. Oh, right. Yeah. Exactly. I'll be, I'll be yeah. Exactly. Frank is just like up, uproaring in laughter. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, but it's not as good as like some of the better Fairly brothers comedies. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, it's a low tasted. I would red box this. This is, nothing you need to see in the movie theater. Gotcha. Like, you're getting yeah. no extra anything out of seeing yeah. this in the movie theater. Yeah. So, meh. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Mike and Dave need a new script. Mike and Dave need a new script. <laughs> Mike, Shit. Mike and Dave won't get a sequel. Mike and Dave need a million francs to go see this movie. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'll probably rent it when it comes available for that. All right. What do you got, Frank? I got a pair of video game things but i'll keep them real short yeah um first is uh star ocean the new one that came out for ps4 i picked it up because it's star ocean sounds like a stripper name no it's a it's a jrpg next up on stage star ocean 
It's a uh, it's a JRPG, and I thought that from the trailers and stuff, it was gonna have a lot of personality and be really colorful, and it did look pretty, but. The story is horribly bland. I put three hours into it to try to it's give it a chance. Thing. The stripper, the same thing. She looks real pretty, Vince, <laughs> but when she hits the pole, I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. It, it comes down to that conversation shit. It's they hard start to pull playing, off. Yeah, they start playing Phil Collins, and <laughs> she's uh, she's awful. But um, I'm sorry, Frank. No, that's fine. Uh, I, I've already got this bitch already into GameStop. I turned it in that fast. Wow. Because the, the worst thing about it was the music for me. Uh, I'd mentioned Phil yeah, yeah, there you go. Sorry. I'd mentioned to Jake earlier that one of the big things about, like, especially the older Square titles, Final Fantasy series and things like that, you get a lot of emotion from the music. It varies, you know, per the situation. And this yeah. was all, like, forte, double forte, real loud, obnoxious, bouncy shit. I, I, I couldn't get invested into it at all. And I know people like Harmon. Uh, are into these kind of games mm-hmm. and run the other fucking direction. Don't don't pick this thing up. And then the only other thing uh, was a second Harmon drop. We're in a All right. we're in a PlayStation Four like message group. It's called the Leftover Army, I think, or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Frank posted in there. He's like, Jacob Harmon, Jake Elliott, check out this Star Ocean game. I think you'd really like it. That was before I got it. Now he's on the show telling you not well, to. Even on there, 24 hours later, he's like, do everything you can to not play this game. <laughs> so for like a day, he was basically trying to sucker us into spending $60 on this motherfucker. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what a dick. He didn't, he didn't even play this game, and he's trying to fucking upsell it to me and Harmon. Well, I was looking for you guys to like check it out and see if it was something that you'd you want You were play. checking it out. Play that shit. First. I did, and good God, thank God I got to you in time because Jesus Christ tossed <laughs> this shit. But the other thing that I had was uh, they made. A, yeah, there, there was a full twenty four hours where you, where they could have made. The I know. Twice. They, I know. Well, yeah. I was like this motherfucker. <laughs> you'd, you'd think by his first message that he had for sure played it and was loving it. Yeah, he's like, this game is right up your alley. It looked good. So basically, me and Harmon like total I got crap suckered. games. I got sucker. No, 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 no. <laughs> like it, it felt very much like a, the same feel of like Lunar, and that was a good quality title. Oh, I love Lunar. I thought it was gonna be something quirky where all the characters had personality, and it was so fucking bland. I mean, I, I didn't enjoy one bit of dialogue or anything. It just it, it was just stale. Sounds like one of our iTunes reviews. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I tossed that. I already shipped that shit back off to GameStop. But uh, the other thing was this week, um, Red Dead Redemption became available backwards play mm. for Xbox One. That's the Western and, game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made by Rockstar, same company that makes Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And I had missed it when it was out on the 360. Are you like ripping cowboys off of horses and stealing them and shit? <laughs> Getting five stars. <laughs> you, you can do Chase stuff down. like that to change your uh, yeah. reputation and stuff. Okay. Like uh, if if you tie people to fucking railroad tracks and stuff, you can become like more notorious as an outlaw and shadier people will be nicer to you or you can do good. Was up- that a real thing back then? Did people really do that? Tie people to railroad tracks or is that just something that I watched in like old cartoons? Yeah. I, I don't know if it ever really happened or not. That's fucked up if it really happened. Oh yeah, no shit. Like you were screwed no like when you're watching it in a cartoon you know and like what's like uh rocky and bullwinkle or something a snidely whiplash used to do it all the time yeah 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 and like you know like like uh it's it's funny because it's almost oh here comes the train like you gotta you gotta you know get them uh, off of the tracks like get the ropes off and shit and it's all they always get out in time but like right man can you imagine real life 
Holy fuck. Ah, uh, creeps yeah. me out thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. It. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. that fuck the train up, too? No, not as, not as heavy as those fuckers are. Yeah, uh, not unless you're trying to hit 88 miles per hour. <laughs> you're, you're Doc Brown. All right. You know? <laughs> but, I think, yeah, I think it would just plow through a body. Oh, oh yeah. It'd be bits. Yeah. That's it'd gross. Be bits. Um, but yeah, I oh, miss, yeah, back to your review. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> I, I missed this when it came back out originally on the 360. I think it was 2008. Yeah. And um, I picked this up, the Game of the Year edition that has all the DLC content and shit for 26 bucks from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Never played it before. I'm sorry I missed it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. And you don't get a lot of games set in that time period. And uh, the, the story that's going along with it's pretty good so far. So I Tupperware that and recommend anybody who's got an Xbox One, if you missed it, pick it up or get it back and play it. It's a real, real fun game. 24 hours later, oh, this Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a no, real piece of crap. This one's got critical acclaim back in it, though, so you, you can trust that. Disclaimer, I played it for two more hours. Oh, I totally fucking hate it now. Get, no. your, get your 26 bucks back. <laughs> Oh, that cracked me up on that PlayStation message board. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> trying to sucker me and Harmon in. I, uh, next thing I want to talk about, I, uh, movie that I watched, like, when it originally came out, and I hated this movie. I did not like it at all. And uh, this is, like, a beloved movie. Everyone loves this movie. What is it? As soon as I say it, you guys are going to be like, oh, I love that movie. I love it. Oh, how could you not like that movie, Brian? I love that movie. It's so good. The Fifth Element. Oh, I hate it. You do? Oh, fuck, I only watched I it once. Can't stand it. The fifth element is love. Oh, fucking blow my brains out. Oh my god. And I Chris- felt like I was going to be alone on I watched it again for the first time in probably 18, 19 years. Yeah. I watched it a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Still hate this movie. It's terrible. Oh, wow. oh, I hate the fifth album. <laughs> is that the one where, is it Chris Tucker or Tiny Lister Jr. that's president? Chris Tucker. Chris Tu- oh. No, no. It's Tiny not- Lister Jr. is the president. Chris Tucker is the, uh, he's like the entertainer. Oh, that's oh, right. Tiny yeah, Lister yeah. Jr. is the president. He's the yeah. president. <laughs> and it's like he's reading lines. Yeah, he's so it's terrible. It's so bad. And like Gary Oldman, who I usually love. Oh, me too. Is like just giving off this weird like uh, southern accent, like this Texas accent yeah. the whole time, and it's just it it's out of place and weird. Um, and I and it this movie is dated too, as and it may the, it may look great when it first came out, but like when you watch like as he is flying the um, uh, the taxi cab, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's all this other. It looks like just really bad CG from the 90s. Oh, yeah. It looks bad. Like, this movie is in desperate need of an update. But No, please no. No, yeah. they, I, exa- <laughs> no I'm just saying, like, visually it does. It, it needs it. But on the flip side, I don't, I don't want to see them ever remake this movie because I thought it was awful. Yeah, the fifth element is love. Oh. That was like spoilers. <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Horrible. I fucking hate that movie. It's the worst cult classic science fiction movie of all fucking and time. People love this thing. People love it. Yeah, I just I, – I, I don't like it. There's some movies like that that I don't like uh, – and you're going to disagree with me on this one because I, I know you. Boondock Saints, I don't like it at all. I don't hate Boondock Saints, but I don't. I never saw why it was so beloved either. Yeah, I don't get I it. it. I'm not a big fan of Boondock Saints. What, what are you doing with your life, Frank? I've watched all sorts of other old shit. I just fucked You haven't it, even yeah. seen Boondock Saints? No. Oh, jeez. Or Alpha Dogs. Yeah. I've never seen Alpha Dogs. 
I like Defoe's part in Boondock Saints. Hated it. Oh, that's, that's worst like the part. Only part I like. Worst part. <laughs> he's a, he's just as bad as Gary Oldman in Fifth Element. Oh yeah, he's definitely over the top. He's way goofy. over the top, and I couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely some. I never watched Boondock Saints two though. Yeah, I had zero Me, desire. I, I, yeah, I, after the first one, I didn't care. For the zero second. desire. But yeah, anyway, I tossed Fifth Element uh, eighteen years ago, and <laughs> I I toss it today. So consistency. Nice. Yeah. I'm with you on this 100%. I couldn't believe it. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I love that movie, Brian. Oh, I fucking hate it. Because everybody loves Fifth Element. I hate it so much. So bad. It, it makes me, weird. I hate it more because so many people love this movie. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. This movie what did you see in it? Like, I thought the only part that I thought was cool was the gun that they used. Like, okay. You shoot the target one time and then it'll follow that target no matter where you blast the gun. I was yeah. like, oh, that'd be cool for a video game. Yeah, some of the ideas are okay, yeah. but the execution is just like... Well, I never even really understood, like, who the villain was in this whole thing. Mm. Like, it was weird. Like, I don't know. It was just a weird movie. Uh, where'd you watch that on? Netflix? It was on Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. I might check that out again. God, I, it's bad. I haven't seen it for, like, <laughs> ten years either. It's fucking awful. And we're gonna, like, get emails. <laughs> oh, can you not like the Fidelman? <laughs> I love that movie, man. You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong, man. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Fuck I didn't like. It's subjective. If you like it, I'm not trying to take anything away from your stupid enjoyment of that. <laughs> Sitting there with a dopey look on your face, enjoying that shit, fucking drool hanging out, coming out of your mouth with their ejaculator working overtime yeah. in your lap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. I watched a movie I hadn't seen in a long time this week. What's I that? Decided to, another retro good pop, bad pop. Yeah, I uh, I watched Gladiator. Oh, I, I did too. <laughs> I, Holy shit! It was on AMC. <laughs> oh, I, I I just watched. I, maybe it was on AMC too. Yeah, I watched it too. Um, Ridley Scott movie oh, directed two thousand. Doesn't it make you winner. miss Richard Harris? Oh, oh my god! I forgot how much I fucking love this movie. So good, so good. I, if we did our top twenty movie list, yeah, I, I might be tempted to put this on there. Sure. I I fucking love this yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. It it really hits all the fucking beats. Yeah. Like I get super emotional when I watch this movie. Uh, the actors are great. Um, Even the, the CG tigers are amazing. The CG tigers are ama- amazing. This is the movie that made uh, Yaquin Phoenix a star. Yeah. I mean, he's in, you just fucking hate him in mm-hmm. this movie, and not because... Oh, of, this is before Joffrey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the original Joffrey. He's, well, this a, is before the, the this is before Joffrey was on screen. Right. Yeah, yeah. he's such a scummy little fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man, he's so bad. And at the end of the movie with the final fight when he's... Poisoned Maximus yeah. and everything. You're yeah. just like, oh my gosh, he can't. And stabbed him, right? Yeah, well, he stabbed him with the poison. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. You're right. And so, yeah. you, like, you actually think there's a chance that Maximus isn't going to pull out of this right. and everything. And you, I just was so invested. I had, I don't think I've seen this until in, like since it was in the theater. You know, the funny thing is though, it, it, it's a total. I love this movie. Yeah, it's so great, but it is a 100 percent rip off. If you've ever watched Ben Hur, yeah, I agree. I agree. I was, but gonna, it's still great. Oh, it's still so great, and I feel like the new Ben Hur like has a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. Like not only the original Ben Hur, but, but this Gladiator. movie. Yeah, like uh and they do, the CG is amazing it in is. this movie. It's two thousand, and this was movie of the year. Yes. Yeah, this won the Academy Award for Film of the Year. Um, the recreation of like the fucking Coliseum and everything yeah. is just fucking mind blowing. The and music. The music is fucking incredible. Yeah. I don't know who that chick is that sings all that stuff. Yeah. But she's great. And, like, she also – talk about another retro movie. She did songs in uh, Man on Fire. Oh, okay. Which I just watched maybe a week ago, the Dakota Fanning, mm. uh, Denzel Washington movie. 
I love that movie, too. That's a great movie. God, I love that movie. That's a great movie. I also watched this week The Matrix. Oh, oh nice. nice. Wow. Yeah, I had retro week for, yeah. for a long time. Um, I still liked Matrix 1. Yeah. But, oof, the CG is really dated, dated in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Really bad. Like, Trinity jumps out and busts through the window, and she's, like, CG spinning through the window. Oh, it looks wow. so fucking terrible. Yeah. And the practical effects still look fantastic. Yeah. But anytime the characters turn to CG. A lot of wire work in that movie. Yeah, and the wire work still looks good. Yeah. The end scene, when it's, it's all gunplay. And they're, you know, trying to save uh, Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Like, it still looks amazing. Oh, good, good. Uh, the score is still really well done in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Matrix 1, I still like it a lot. It's not a Tupperware for me, but it's definitely a high taste it. Yeah. And it's still a shame to me that Matrix 2 and 3 exist. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Matrix 2 and 3 are so terrible. They're horrible. I almost feel like Matrix is the worst trilogy of all time. And it's a shame, because I... At one time, I was just so jacked for Matrix Part 2. Yeah, I mean, even The Godfather had Godfather 2. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Godfather 2 was great, so. Yeah, so, yeah, watching a lot of retro movies this week, I don't know what what was in me. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that we both kind of like watched Gladiator yeah. within the past like week or so. Yeah, that is crazy. Oh, it was Gladiator is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I like wanted to immediately watch it again. Yeah, nice. So it's so good. I I, I absolutely love that movie. God, Richard Harris is so good in that. Richard movie. Harris is so good. And the other actor that plays like the uh, the uh, that used to be a Gladiator, Gladiator, yes. and yes. then was freed. Well, he was from uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, who is that? Uh, he played. Uh, what's the dude that had the the fucking the nanotech shit in his fucking brain? Oh, not that character. Oh, that's uh, Maximus's buddy. Yeah, this is the guy that was like in charge of Maximus and his buddy. <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's great. And he sacrifices himself at the end to yeah. help save Maximus. Yeah. Like, I was blown away by his performance. He was the original gladiator that yes. like survived. Yeah, yes. yeah, he's great. He was great. This movie. Ugh. If you've never seen Gladiator, yeah, like. You're doing yourself a disservice. Like, yeah. You have to see this fucking movie. Yeah, I would actually watch this before the original Ben Hur. Oh, me too. Because it, you might it might taint your view of the original. So me too. Yeah, but when the it was a uh, best film, one best film for 2000. I have to check it out again. I haven't seen it like you since th- it was in theaters. Oh, before, it's so. one of those movies you got to watch every few years, in my opinion. Yeah, so that it's good. definitely become that for me. Like yeah. I said, I wanted to watch it again later that day. Yeah, I was like, oh. I played a little bit of catch up. Uh, I finally got to watch the second part of Mockingjay. Oh yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Ugh. Really, you didn't yeah, like I it? Hated it, man. Oh, what was your problem with it? Uh, I felt like it was. They, they, they tried to. I mean, I lo- what I loved about the Hunger Games was the game, mm-hmm. and they tried to bring the game to the city for the final battle. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I didn't like that. I also didn't like how it was telegraphed that certain characters were going to live and certain characters were going to die. Yeah, I I mentioned that earlier to Jake. Yeah, about the end. There were also the little creatures that she was fighting underground. Uh And it it made me excited for an Aliens movie, but not an Aliens movie in a Hunger Games movie. (laughs) Hmm. I, I was thinking to myself, oh my god, you know what? Jennifer Lawrence would be a great Ripley if they ever did reboot mm-hmm. Aliens. Mm, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. But I was just like, I don't need to see that in this Hunger Games film. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I tossed it. I, I thought it oh, was wow. absolutely horrible in wow. my opinion. So. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a Tupperware, but I'd give it a high taste it. Mm. Um, I, I thought it was really good, and I felt like really emotionally connected with her throughout as everybody was trying to use her as a pawn mm. instead of her just being the – 
the actual like natural leader that everybody needed. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting that even all the way up to the end, everybody constantly trying to manipulate her and everything. And she always just was perfect when she did her own thing. Mm. So I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I wish I would have watched yeah. it like immediately after the first one, first part though. Yeah. Cause yeah. it felt like it was, should have really just been one long, super long ass movie. Yeah. Cause it took off. <laughs> no. That, that would have been really long, yeah. but, but yeah. I'm like, it would have been, it's better suited for like home viewing because then you could pop one out and then go right to the other the next night or something. But I hated the way the first part ended. It just ended it. It was very abrupt. Mocking J Part One. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Yeah, and how it picked up in Part Mm -hmm. Two, just like it was just like okay, end scene. Here we go. Yeah, which is why it has the feel for me of it should be just like one massively long cut. But Mm. uh, no, no, I I I just I yeah, I think I don't know. I I just think it should have been a, a, a movie. I don't think they should have broken it up into two parts. It felt like a cash grab to me. Right, yeah. I can the, see that. The way the first one ended, it just oh, felt yeah. like a cash grab. I mean, it, even if they would have had to have taken bits out to make it just one movie, it would have mm-hmm. been better. But yeah, I still liked it. I, yeah. I still liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. That's fine, guys. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to talk about Saved by the Bell. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is weird. Are you getting horny it's again, Brian? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I don't know. I've been. I've been. I've been. Uh, Listening to the Saved by the uh, Saved by the Bell reviewed podcast, and what they do is like they review each episode, but they, oh. they do it in a hilarious manner. Like I just got done with them talking about the college years, and remember the big football player Mike that was yeah like, like, yeah, the, yeah. The, mm-hmm. he was like in charge of the you know like the the dorm and all that mm-hmm. shit. Like they always joke about him and Screech fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's hilarious. It's a funny podcast. <laughs> and so, like, as they uh, – I started, like, now they're doing, like, they've done every episode of Save of the Bell except for the Miss Bliss years. Oh, okay. wow. So they're coming back and doing the Miss Bliss years, which was their eighth grade year. And so, like – It was, like, a different title back then too, right? It was, but they changed it to Save by the Bell. Okay. It was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. That's right. That's right. So Good Morning, Miss Bliss was what it was originally called. And then after it became Saved by the Bell, they went back. And if you go back and watch – the old Good Morning Miss Bliss episodes, it says Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. and they have the new music and yeah. everything. But as they're like doing these episodes, it's like I'm going off of memory trying to remember these episodes, and I, I remember them. But now it's like I'm on Netflix, and what I'll do is I'll watch the episode, and I'll wait for their episode to post, and oh, then cool. I'll watch it, and I'll remember. And it's so funny. It's so funny. And they start talking about things that I didn't even know about, and I thought like I was a huge Saved by the Bell fan, because mm-hmm. like, I've seen every episode, so I thought. There is a lost pilot episode for Good Morning Miss Bliss on YouTube. Oh, wow. And it stars – like Zach's not in it at all. Oh, no Screech shit. is not in it at all. Uh, it, the, the main character, of course, is Haley Mills as Miss Bliss. And the kids in the class, you wouldn't believe the kids. None of these kids are in any of the other episodes. But the, one of the, one of the main kids is Jonathan Brandis. Wow. From Sequest. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And Ladybugs. And he later on killed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he killed himself because he was in that movie Hearts War. He was trying to be, become a serious actor again because he was a child actor and he hadn't gotten a part in a long time. He did that Hearts War movie, that Bruce Willis movie. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, is they cut his part out of the movie completely. Oh. It devastated him, and he ended up killing himself. Shit. He plays the main lead in this. Brian Austin Green is the nerdy kid. In class. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking Jaleel White 
before he was Urkel. No shit. Was on the pilot of Good Morning Miss Bliss. <laughs> wow, what a that's cast. crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's also a uh, there's also a girl actor in there that's that's pretty famous. I can't remember who she who it was off the top of my head. But then I watched like the first episode, proper episode of Say by the Bell, and uh, what's the? I can't remember Linda, not no, Linda. I can't remember her name, but uh, the original Silk Spectre from Watchmen the movie. Okay, uh, she played the older girl that Zach was dating at the beginning of that episode. Is she just in the one episode? She's yeah. just in that one episode. Uh, but I don't know. I've just had a lot of fun with Save of the Bell. And then so I got on YouTube. I, I got done watching the Good Morning Miss Bliss, the pilot episode. It's a horrible quality. Uh. Horrible quality. But it was, it, was, it was just interesting to watch. And, oh, and there's a totally different Mr. Belding. Oh, oh no wow. shit? Yeah, it's not, it's not, the, uh, it's not uh, ba, uh, what's this, Haskins? Dennis uh, Haskins. Dennis Haskins. It's not him. It's some other guy. And he, his name is Gerald Belding. <laughs> and uh, it's a completely different actor. But then I got on YouTube and noticed that there was like – they called it the Saved by the Bell, the Lost episode. Okay. And what it was, it was Saturday morning. Remember Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. Well, every year before the Saturday morning cartoons, the new season started, they had like this special. I remember oh, that. I, remember. I fucking remember that. They had a special and it was hosted by the kids from uh, Bayside High. I remember that Save- because that aired like at prime time, like yeah. on Thursday or yeah. some shit. Yeah. And it was like, uh, it was like the, it was like uh, all the Saved by the Bell kids. It was Zach, Screech, Slater, and I think Lisa. And so Kelly wasn't in it and Jesse wasn't in Did it. Did you watch this? I watched the whole thing. What Holy new cartoons shit. did they introduce? Oh, the cartoons. Some of them were like cartoons that were already out at that time, but mm-hmm. the new cartoons they introduced were Alf. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Alf. Um, and, uh, the, then like, there, it was like they were, all the kids from Save of the Bell got trapped inside of a TV. Mm-hmm. And they started meeting like the new NBC cartoon lineup that's people. That's right. That's right. And like, uh, it was supposed to be a follow the, the, follow the circuit road. And so like they're inside this TV with circuits and stuff. And it was supposed to be like a mashup of like, uh, Saved by the Bell, Saturday, Mor- Saturday morning cartoons and Wizard of Oz. Okay. And, okay. and, 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 uh, <laughs> One of like the one of the guys that comes out, like the mayor of you know, like instead of the mayor of Munchkinville, it's like uh, or Munchkin Village or whatever the fuck they call it. It was the Micro Machines guy that came out. Oh, awesome! And he's nice. all talking all fast and blah 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 blah. And I was like, oh wow, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dead people in this. Yeah, mind yeah, you, shit. a lot of dead people were in this episode. Uh, and then they go to they go to Camp Candy. Oh, I remember that cartoon. The John Candy wow, animated cartoon. Yeah, fuck. John Candy actually comes out, and I was like, he's oh, dead. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. And then, like, they, oh, what else? Uh, they went over the Smurfs. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other cartoons they went over. Um, and then they, then they bumped into, uh, the guy that played George Jefferson on the Jeffersons. Oh, wow. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then he says, he says, "Oh, I'm missing one spot in our lineup, and it's you." <laughs> but it was kind of, kind of cool and kind of weird. <laughs> was it the first season of Saved by the Bell that was coming? It was like know. when they were just getting ready to launch it. Yeah, mm. yeah, it might have been like the. I want to say it was like what 1990, 89 was okay. eighty nine was when they did the first proper season of Saved by the Bell after. You know, Good Morning Miss Bliss. Right. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. I can't believe it's that the, early. The pilot of Good Morning Miss Bliss, they did that in June of 1987. Mm. Fuck. But the it, the series didn't get 
picked up until November of 1988. And that's why they're so old. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then and then then they retooled everything and they packed everybody up. It was actually originally in Indiana. And then they retooled the whole series and moved everybody to Bayside, uh, California. California that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because like, if you watch the original Saved by the Bell season, they're in Indiana. So, yeah, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> uh, talk about Saved by the Bell. Uh, that was stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you really? It was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I used to love that show. Me too, man. Yeah, I was addicted to that show. Never I remember when they did that episode. Lifetime special. I had to watch that. Me too. I watched that movie. It was hilarious. Kelly oh, Kapowski was, was my first crush. Oh, she's amazing. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Okay. Like there was an episode where they were demoing new cheerleader outfits. Mm-hmm. And uh, Belding had her come out, and then she does a little spin. Yeah. I had that on VHS. I just rewound it and watched it like 30 fucking times or back to back. My buddy Nick, still to this day in his wallet, carries around the Kelly Kapowski trading card. Oh, my God. In his wallet. And he pulls it out, and you can read like her stats on the back. Like, oh, she loves cheerleading. She, lo- You know what I mean? It's hilarious. I'm like, why do you have that Oh, those you? stats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah. That's oh, not what I five foot no, seven. That's an ejaculator experience I would pay for. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh my god! Right virtual reality, make it happen, yeah. please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> uh, that alarm's not getting out of warning. <laughs> I, I, I am. I am wide awake. <laughs> that experience. That's hilarious. Kelica Pouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, god. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, guys. We'll come back with the Pop Culture Leftovers news. I got some more good Pop Bad Pop. Right now? Oh, after the break. Okay. All right, cool. Hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some money, hard earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I? Where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to Patreon dot com forward slash pop culture leftovers starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you could get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon Oh, wait, that's not enough? You're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right, we get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. 
All right, hey, we're back. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Frank getting those earplugs plugged into his ear pussy there. Yeah. How's that feel? Feels nice and tight. Not as good as the ejaculator, though, huh? No, huh? These don't vibrate. <laughs> what does? No. Dude, I think we, I, we're doing more business for this company than they are. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. Pow. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you know what? Oh, that uh, the the very first episode of uh, I'm not making this up. The very first episode of Good Morning Miss Bliss, the pilot. Yeah. Watch just I'm telling you, watch just the first like 30 seconds when they're going through like the opening credits. I kid you not. You cannot make this up. This is true. It is directed by a guy named Peter Boners. <laughs> poor guy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How would you spell his last name? Is it B O N E R S? No, it's a Z. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. I am not kidding you. When it popped up on the screen, when it popped up on the screen, I couldn't believe it. He's got the hippest boner. Of <laughs> Peter boners. boners. Oh my god! That's the uh, that's the sister that's the sister product to the ejaculator. It's the Peter boners. The Peter boners. <laughs> uh, look that up on Indiegogo. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know what? I wanted to. T- I wanted. To, uh, we started the Patreon. You just heard the commercial. Uh, I wanted to thank listeners that have already donated because I threw this up on Facebook first. So wow, it's a, it's not even been three hours yet, has it? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, we've got uh, the first. The first patron was Derek Eagle. First ever. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Derek Eagle. He pledged. Uh, he ple- he pledged to us. He, he's going to be a. Uh, was it a three dollar baller? So, three dollar yeah. baller. Uh, next one is Cody Shackelford. Thank you, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Cody Shackelford. Uh, yeah, when Derek Eagle's not getting fucked by Wilderness John, he's, <laughs> he's donating, donating to to our uh, Patreon. Uh, Cody Shackelford, Joe Martin. Thank you so much. Joe Martin said, "You know what? I'm in school right now. I'd pay more. I'd love to be on the show, but I just he's giving what he can. That's awesome. Give what you can." Johan Agro, the guy, he's already done so much for us. Done, oh yeah, done the, done the uh, like the comic strip, the artwork, and all this shit. And here he is donating to yeah, we our We should be patient. paying that guy. Exactly, yeah, no shit. exactly. Uh, Neil Talander. Neil, he is our uh, listener that was just in Japan with his band, The Restless Sons. <laughs> that um, he, he shamelessly promoted his yeah, band. Ex- exactly. And he felt like, you know what, he's going to promote us a little bit and give us a little bit of money here. Uh, uh, Reese from Liverpool, England. Nice. Also cool. dropped, some, uh, dropped some money. Matt Allen, also from England, dropped some money. Thank you, sir. Uh, our first $20 pledger, so we know we're not going to be on a Skype call by our fucking selves <laughs> scott shooty old man right, shooty old right. man shooty gonna be joining us in a skype chat thank you sir i'm excited <laughs> for that uh greg alenti uh he's gonna get a bumper made for himself here cool he wanted to make have a bumper so i guess i, I know it's gotta be it's gotta be something spicy yeah for mr caliente <laughs> he donated i wonder if greg caliente will donate i don't know yeah yeah is greg caliente gonna donate yeah, yeah so i wanted to cheap I want uh, Peter Boners also God. <laughs> first thirty dollar pledge from uh, Peter Boners. I'm worried about talking to that guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I looked that motherfucker up on IMDb. He has yeah. a body of work. Oh, he oh, definitely I'm sure has. He a- does. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Boners. What else has? What else has the old Bones done? Uh, He directed a episode of Shit My Dad Says. (laughs) Joey. (laughs) Joey. Yeah, the family spinoff. Yeah. Uh, living with Fran, so you know a lot of high high quality high profile uh, work. Fran Drescher. Yeah. Oh, he did that show. An episode of it, at least. Yeah. Uh, My (laughs) big (laughs) fat. 
<laughs> but like uh, what it claims he's known for is an episode of uh, or multiple of Home Improvement. He was a police academy director. What? Which one? Six City oh. Under Siege. Mm. And then uh, oh yeah, have you guys seen the uncut boners edition? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uncut. They call it the boners cut. <laughs> the ultimate boners cut. God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, guys. All right, hey Jake, you had more good pop bad. Pop. Yes, yes. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the biggest pop culture phenomenon of the week, right? Yeah. Oh God, you're gonna get it. <laughs> it's Pokemon Go. Yeah, it is. Pokemon. No. Pokemon Go. <laughs> Brian, you gotta play this shit. I, Jake. Uh, I. Everybody's been talking about this. I am in a text thread uh, with uh, Ryan Mears of the Comic Slob. Yes. John from Friday Night Fandom. Keith and Aaron from Nerd Porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve and Kova from Scenic Cast. Yeah. Yes. And uh, they, John, out of nowhere, said, hey, uh, Pokemon Go, started talking about it. I'm like, first off, when Pokemon came out, I was 18. <laughs> the last thing on my mind was throwing my balls at little baby monsters. <laughs> I was trying to toss my balls in other directions. You know what I, mean? I was going the Peter Boner's route. <laughs> so I, 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 I never really got, knew what po- I just knew it was a kid's cartoon. It yes. was a kid's game. I never played Pokemon ever in my entire life. Uh, I just know that uh, you, you throw balls at little baby monsters, right? <laughs> That's a little bit of it. You try to catch them. Yes. Try to catch these little baby monsters. Yes. Yep. It's like gr- now we got grown men throwing little balls at baby monsters, trying to catch them <laughs> and shit. And you guys are going to talk about it. two gr- grown ass men playing a game where you throw balls at baby monsters. Uh, you're going to talk about that. That's the thing you're going to talk about. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's As, what made has made this such a phenomenon. I think though, is so many people that have never even considered playing Pokemon or, I considered or playing it. this and loving it. I downloaded it. I yeah. got it on my fucking phone. And I played it for ten minutes. Yes. And I don't understand it. Because I, you gotta go you gotta walk you around. You gotta walk around. Yeah. And I'm Get like, out of the house. I'm walking around my yard and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling me to go to a church. I yeah. a little uh, so I'm supposed to go to a church. There's these little those Places you're supposed to go. Do, yeah. do you just do you bump into them as you walk around? Because I haven't. Bu- I, 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 I like. I had like one practice monster at the beginning. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I tossed the ball and I fucking missed them. <laughs> and then I tossed another one of them. <laughs> and then I caught him. And I felt no satisfaction. <laughs> Zero. I felt like I accomplished nothing. Uh, as I'm out in my yard, I'm like, oh shit, man. Definitely need to take the weed whacker to that corner. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking more of like yard work. And I'm trying to dodge, like, my dog shit in the yard. <laughs> and I don't know. Do you walk around and you just – do they randomly pop up? I don't understand both, it. Both happen. Ten minutes later, I'm done. I'm out of it. Both happen. They randomly pop up if you just stay in one place. But if you walk around, the further you get from where your home is, the more different ones will pop up. You know, Peter Boners knows about things that randomly pop up. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure he does. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It uses your camera. So it's like you're seeing them in the real world and everything. Um, do you see everything in the real world? Because like I see like my avatar character most of the time. Is it, does it only? Do you it's only, only see? when you catch a when you try to catch a Pokemon. Yeah. You see it in the real world okay. when you click on it. But your yeah. avatar is on like the actual Google map of whatever area you're at. Yeah. And so if you click on the gyms or the Pokestops, it'll show you the real life landmark that these places exist at. Mm-hmm. Makes it easier to find them and everything. And so there's gyms, and you fight for control of the gyms. And, you know, you're three different colors. <laughs> and uh, currently I control the uh, old Peoria Chiefs Stadium, Shea Stadium, Jim. Mm. Very proud of that right yeah. now. 
Don't want to lose that, man. No, I don't. God, I don't. No. It's appealing to all sorts of people that do these silly Facebook games to where you don't even have to have been into Pokemon before because it's so simple to get into. And really? Yeah, you don't I just I I just saw my guy walking around. I'm finding nothing. Well, that's um, I, I feel like if I actually need to find things, I have to. I have to leave my yard. You do. You that's do. the thing. You gotta... know, well, so, like, I'm just like visualizing this, and I'm just visual. Jake, you're just walking around town, walking through traffic and shit. It's uh, like, what the fuck is going on? Mostly, I'm driving slow through Bradley Park <laughs> and cemeteries. <laughs> doing what's not recommended. Don't did, drive. Did you happen to bump into Jay at the cemetery? No, oh, I did God. not. Okay. Was he throwing his balls? <laughs> It's crazy, though, how many people are playing this. Like, within the first 24 hours of playing, I bumped into three different people yelling at me from their car, Pokemon, go! I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, it happened at the cemetery, and I thought to myself, you know, the next time someone yells Pokemon, go at the cemetery, I'm going to pretend like I'm there because my infant child died. Oh, wow. Ago. wow. <laughs> you just get really mad at How dare you? <laughs> like, I'm not playing Pokemon Go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. How dare you say that? It, it's kind of an, a good inspiration for somebody like me who is into this type of stuff to where hold, I'm pretty sedentary. Uh, could you repeat that sentence? It's good for people like me. You said something about it's an inspiration? Did you yeah, say? it's an yes. inspiration to get up and get moving. Go oh, oh. Because a lot of these things, like if you're looking on the map where your digital avatar is at, yeah. you can see like little rustling leaves and shit of where a Pokemon might be. Mm. And, I mean, do you, you get excited walk. when you see those rustling leaves? I kind of do. Do you? Because I want to go, I want to go <laughs> see what too. it is. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I can't wait till I get my shots this week for my back to be held up so I can go for a walk, take my daughter for a walk. I need to walk anyway. Yeah. And I've been looking for an excuse. And it's hard to just be like, well, I guess I gotta go take a fucking walk. But now I, get, I can take my phone and now, look for Now Pokemon. your inspiration is to look for baby monsters. Yeah, but it's fun. They grow up. Yeah. And oh, they can, grow. Oh, they, you can make them evolve. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they get oh. big and bad. There's a there's a gym at the uh, White House, and the guy controlling it has a giant bird named Murica, <laughs> <laughs> which I find pretty hilarious. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy the pop culture going on in this, like. Some girl found a dead body while playing Pokemon yeah. Go. Yeah, that, in real life. Yeah, yes. in real life. Yeah. Like, she was searching for where this one Pokemon was going to be, and then she found a dead body, like, in the lake. Yeah. Wow. What's uh, up with the pregnant lady giving birth? Oh, yeah. And so, the guy caught, like, a... Some guy oh. caught a Pokemon while his wife was giving birth. What a piece of shit. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, to be fair, it's his third kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about this one. I gotta catch this Pidgey. <laughs> what about the one guy that caught the Pokemon while he's visiting his dead infant son? <laughs> <laughs> graveyards are a good place to go. Is there a ghost Pokemon? Is that what that would be? If you go to graveyards at night, they do have the ghost oh my Pokemon, God. which I find God. pretty hilarious. Yeah, I, I miss you, Riley, but I got Daddy's got to catch Squirtle. <laughs> so, there's these things you could use called modules, and you use them at the Pokestops, and they yeah. last for a half an hour, and everyone can use them. Like, if I use a module, mm-hmm. it shows up on the map that I'm using a module, and you can go there and use it too. Mm-hmm. And this one genius figured out that that would be a great way to rob people. So oh, he, fuck. he actually used the module and then waited for the people to show up and then robbed them by gunpoint. Oh my god! And he robbed like nine people before the police finally caught him. This game is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I saw someone using a module, so I raced over to it, and there was like eight people like sitting around catching Pokemon. And I'm like, hey, thanks for using the module. And they were like, none of us used the module. We just all showed up. So whoever used it didn't even know what they were doing, used it, and went somewhere else. Huh. But like nine of us had showed up to start taking advantage of this module. No one was robbed. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm worried about having uh, an episode next week. You guys are going to get like shot. I know we're going to get no, shot. I'm, fucking game. I'm not looking to try to go all over the place with this. I mean, I just thought like, you know, to walk through my neighborhood, it gives me an incentive to like, Get my ass up and get doing something. Uh, you're gonna be like on a Pokemon commercial. Oh, Pokemon! You changed my life. You're gonna be. No, you're gonna be like this people. I hope so. You're gonna be There's like, a lot of people who are like that. They're yeah, like you're gonna be like this people on The Biggest Loser crying to Bob about how much he's changed your life, and instead you're gonna be talking about, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've lost thirty pounds catching baby monsters on my phone. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm 38. There's worse things. <laughs> I mean, I know a ton of people playing this shit though. It's crazy. Yeah. Like my one friend, his mom and dad are playing it. Oh, I know God. a lot of couples that have been playing it together. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's a wide spread epidemic I, yeah, I, I know it's I, out there i'm shocked at how much this blew up like i knew it would be popular amongst people that already kind of like pokemon mm-hmm. but just the fact that it's just blown up for everybody i couldn't yeah. believe the demographic of people that have picked up this game that have dead infant kids oh, oh, it's a huge demographic, huge demographic. <laughs> but there's like people our age that don't, don't play video games at all uh-huh. like moms and stuff like one gal that we went to high school with wendy yeah. pros uh, she posted about how she was in a parking lot waiting for a store to open, mm-hmm. and she got out of her car so she could go catch one of these things. And another guy who was waiting for the store to open got out of his car too, and was like, "Oh, I thought it was open." And she literally told the guy, "No, I'm just a weird lady catching a Pokemon." Hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nintendo stock has risen like nine points since this game has come yeah. out already. Oh, this is Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know. So it's a giant hit for them, which they've really needed with how much of a failure the fucking Wii right. U was. Yeah, and so. this, uh, like most freemium games, there are things that you can buy with real money even though you don't have to mm-hmm. you can go to those pokey stops and like use those to get your items and stuff or if you're lazy and just want to spend money you can just buy them yeah it's really so, unnecessary to spend the money too like you pokey can- stop sounds like really dirty yeah <laughs> like, yeah like that's really yeah it's where yeah it's like we're use your module at the pokey stop i know yeah. like you know that's a meeting place where we all get blown at the old <laughs> <laughs> Hookers start hanging out there waiting for people to show up like for a date. God damn it, this is the third time I've run into Peter Boners at the old pokey stop. Me and Peter Boners were getting fucking jiggly Oh, I saw I saw him squirtle. (laughs) Oh god. All over that baby. Why why do we turn everything dirty? Why, why uh, because it's funny. Why do we do it's, that? Pokemon's pretty no, hard take, to not turn dirty. Yeah, yeah. but you, you, it's something like you, you take something wholesome and you just you twist it and you turn it dirty. That's what we do. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. That's it our job. Fun. Yeah. yeah, that's our job. That's uh-huh. where, how we got where we are today. <laughs> Boners and ejaculating. And it's hilarious. I still yeah. give myself a little chuckle when I read the name Drew McWeeny. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, I Tupperware this game. Um, like any good phone app game, I'm excited because th- this isn't it. Like, they're going to have updates. They'll add more Pokemon. They're going to add the ability to trade. They're going to make the battles different. Like, they'll constantly, I- as long as it stays popular, they'll constantly update and add new features. So it's exciting. I mean, with 
as big as it is right now with what it has, like it's just going to get bigger and better. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I, uh, I I'd love to give it a Tupperware, but I'm going to give it a high taste. It only because that they've had some issues with the servers. Uh, a lot of times people try to make time to do this, and if they go to access it, sometimes the servers could be down. Yeah, I'm so going to give them the benefit of the doubt of that. I I don't think they knew what kind of phenomenon they had on their hands. And to be fair, for the last 48 hours, the servers have been a lot better. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it depends on how how often you're trying to log in and if you happen to get unlucky. Like yesterday, I only had an opportunity to try to log in twice, and both times it was off. But it's probably just my luck. But uh, like Jake said, this thing's going to be ever-evolving and ever-changing, and they probably will get better at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... I don't want to hedge a bet and say, yeah, absolutely it will because the servers have been an issue. Uh, and it could change into a Tupperware once they nip that in the bud, but just keep your fingers crossed. I think they it. will. I mean, Nintendo stock's gone up nine points. They're going to dump as much money into this as they can. Yeah, they're not going to To make sure it. it runs smoothly. Can, can I give this two ratings? Yes. Uh, the first rating I'm going to give from my experience with the game, playing it for ten minutes, I'm going to toss it. Yeah. You're going to toss the Pokeballs? <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I'm gonna toss, yeah, exa- I'm gonna toss it literally and figuratively. <laughs> but I'm gonna Tupperware this conversation, gentlemen. Yes, it's been great. It's fun talking about this ridiculous shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It, it's fun. It, I, I, I'm actually, I, I'm just blown away at this conversation. Like I'm, I, I, I'm. You guys are my age, <laughs> grown ass men, and I get to sit back and listen to Frank worried about the servers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I would Tupperware, but I just can't get on. And these servers, I've got to get on and catch me some baby monsters. Well, if you can't play it, then there's know. the experience. I, I, it does. I need, And when you want to experience catching baby monsters and you can't, there's nothing more infuriating. It's the most infuriating thing ever. You know, I honestly, for the moment when I couldn't get onto the servers... I forgot that my infant son died. Oh, I mean, that's how invested I was. Oh, I can't wait to say that to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to get my fake sadness going. Dead babies. <laughs> Just get really upset at him. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so. All right. It's fun. It's, no, it's, it's fun for me to listen to you grown men talk about catching baby monsters with <laughs> virtual pokeballs like I, the day this came out i texted jake i'm like we're gonna make brian throw up in his mouth talking about no, this it's, it's fun no it's fun I like i'm not like on here disgusted at you yeah no. i'm having a good time listening to you guys i find it humorous <laughs> because I, like this is this is something like i guess i'm too i don't know like i guess i'm out of touch or something like i i i, I was like what is everybody going crazy about this because people are just i gotta try it because i knew you guys were going to talk about it on the show well you kind of miss that demographic too it's a there's three ways you miss it you weren't into pokemon originally you don't don't play i don't don't have a kid that died you don't play you don't play facebook (laughs) games you don't play video games at all so i mean it's not for you you're a fitness buff anyway you already got reason to get out the house you don't need to fling balls at people off your phone while you're working out oh my god if no if they told if they told me at the gym that i could catch baby monsters Oh, I'm there every day. <laughs> Me I, too. I am a gym rat. You know, I might even catch one of those little monster rats or something <laughs> at the gym. That's funny because actually our, our local gym, Five Points, yeah. is a Pokemon gym. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's cool how they did that some places. <laughs> that is some funny Pokemon go humor. To the, go to the gym <laughs> to play the Yeah, I read online some guy's house uh, actually got turned into a gym. <laughs> And he's pissed off because there's like all kinds of vagrants fucking wandering around his house <laughs> wow, all the time right. and everything. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like anyone's personal property. It's yeah. all supposed to be like public locations. But right. like, 
the game fucked up and made his house a gym, so oh. like he's dealing with that fucking nightmare now. Oh my god, can you imagine like a strip club? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I'd like to see those shots, <laughs> those screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see that. There's one that's got like a really long. Next tongue. on stage, Star <laughs> Ocean, and then you know, <laughs> as you catch a little squirtle. Ain't there a fucking Pokemon that looks like a cross dresser? Uh, yeah, Jinx. Jinx, yeah. Find, fucking find that shit at a strip club. That'd be great. Yeah, you find the starfish Pokemon at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, good times, good times. I will keep you updated on my Pokemon team. Hopefully they work out those server issues, am I right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> It's infuriating, my friend. We'll come back and you'll give it that Tupperware. God damn it, all I wanted to do was catch baby monsters today. <laughs> I scheduled the damn work. <laughs> Got a you babysitter and everything. Sons of bitches, I charged my phone for this. Oh. God damn it, if I only had a dead son, then I wouldn't have to fucking schedule the babysitter. Yeah. I'm really running with that dead kid thing. I, I thought like, it was funny, like, too. Like, you started it, and I just ran with it. I just couldn't believe it. I, I, know, I know it's going to get laughs this episode. Ah, talking about dead kids. Oh, yeah. comedy goldmine. Comedy goldmine. <laughs> I'm going to get that email. Brian, I'm a parent. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm oh. a parent, too. Let me cut you off the knees. Fuck off. <laughs> My infant son died when he was two months old. Oh, and I don't God. Appreciate this humor. Oh man! Yeah, I cry every time I jack off too. Fuck away. Mm, TMI. Wow. <laughs> wow. I These could be children. <laughs> I see a new set of emails coming in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is is that what is it, any more Pokemon talk? I mean, I could go all no. day. No, we'll bring this. it back. We'll, yeah. come, we'll come back in a few weeks. The only one other thing I want to throw out about it is, is like half the fun is the internet's reaction to it. Yeah. All the sure. memes and different pictures and stuff of where you see these things pop up. I even posted a picture myself where I had a wheedle, a little worm-looking thing, where it looked like it was sitting on my crotch. So it looked like my dick was this Pokemon. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, I'll show I'm you the. Pic- I'll kidding. show you the picture. Anybody that's got <laughs> Facebook's got it. But it was. It, it, it's funny because like you see these things. Like people have got shots of these things in the bathroom. They're like yeah. a little privacy, please. So it, it's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, it's a crazy game. How many? How many Pokemon do you have right now? I don't know. Like thirty-five. Thirty-five. I only got six because I haven't been able to get around too good. But that's just from finding the ones around the house. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ones that live in your house get, Gotta get them first I had to get a jumbo sized pokeball for Destiny He wouldn't fit in a regular size oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we're gonna move on to news News This news is gangsta as fuck, yo It's gangsta as fuck, yo Oh, guess what? Guess what? What's what? that? Our first Ghostbusters reviews are coming in. Yes. What? Hey, Jake. How, what are people saying? What are the critics saying? It's that, been mostly favor- favorable. I've seen. I've seen a little. No complete Fs by any means. There's been some Cs though in there. I've, I've seen some really good ones, and I've seen some medium ones. But they do say that it doesn't rape your fucking childhood. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, I've I've read a couple of reviews. One from Comic Book Resources, and uh, it's titled uh, "Sorry Haters, but Ghostbusters is great." Mm, nice. Uh, and, and there's and basically just going off of like what uh, Paul Feig has done in the past with uh, you know Spy and <coughs> you know Bridesmaids and mm-hmm. things like that, and saying this is this this is a fun movie. Yeah, I've so. heard there's a lot of fun to be had. I know Entertainment Weekly gave it a C. 
Yeah. And so that that's kind of disappointing. Sure. Um, I am still a little bit afraid of the uh, sequelitis. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not what most other people have been afraid of leading up into this movie. Right. You know, I'm afraid of, oh, here's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. And Slimer yeah, yeah. and that kind yeah. of thing. I was afraid everything was going to fall flat. Like, what we were going to get out of this Ghostbusters was what we got out of uh, the Independence Day sequel. Just a bunch of flat repeats. And, you know, we're going to watch it next week, and I will gladly eat crow if it's good, mm-hmm. and I laugh. I'll admit it. So, uh, I'm excited. I am, too. I can't wait to see it. I hope it's great. I hope it's great. Um, have you guys heard about the virtual reality experience in New York City? Yeah, for Ghostbusters? No. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, Madame Tussauds, which is the Wax mm-hmm. Museum, uh, they recently came out with a virtual reality experience for the ga- for It's like a, their own game uh, that they've developed. Um, and it's not a, it's it's not what they call a uh, room based virtual reality where you're trapped in one room. Mm-hmm. They call it it's like a multiple floor based. Okay. Oh wow. So you get to walk from room to room. Okay. So they've mapped out virtual reality. They've mapped it out so like you're walking room to room and catching ghosts. And you can you catch cool. Pokemon. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you you've got your own pack. You and and you and you catch these ghosts, and you're on a team, and you've got microphones. You can talk to your team, work together, and catch them. And everything you see in front of you, like you are looking at, like the the stream. That sounds awesome. You that can does. Have, you can. They've got like a, a vest on you that I think has like transducers in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. To where if a ghost passes through you, you feel it. Oh. Right, it vibrates or something. Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, but, uh, right now I think it's like, uh, I think you get, it's maybe, maybe about 20 minutes for $20. That's not bad. <clears throat> but you have to pay to get into Madame Tussauds. Oh shit. First, uh, which is an additional 30. Mm. <sighs> 50 I, bucks though. I would yeah. do it. They, uh, but I hear that they're, they're going to actually in Utah is like where the company that made this, that they're based out of. I hear that they are actually going to open their own. And then you can pay, you can play for like I think it's like sixty five bucks per an hour or something. Ooh. That'd be good. So that'd be better. Yeah, yeah. Are they gonna do like a traveling show with it, or is it gonna be like in one place? I haven't heard any other news, mm. but right now it's only available at Madame Tussauds. Um, you can see screenshots of it uh, online, and it looks really, really cool. That is cool. So uh, next bit of news. Uh, this news came from Comic Book Resources. Zachary Quinto isn't pleased with George Takai's reaction to Sulu being gay in Star Trek. Beyond. Mm. This was news to me. I didn't know that they were going to make Sulu gay. Yeah, I, just I heard, heard it this week. It. Yeah. Same here. Uh, addressing Takai's response to the news, uh, Zachary Quinto, uh, he called it unfortunate. Uh, he expressed disappointment over Takai's opinion. He says, as a member of the LGBT community myself, I was disappointed by the fact that George was disappointed. Um, I get that he has had his own personal journey and has his own personal relationship with this character. But as we established in the first Star Trek film in 2009, we've created an alternate universe. He added, my hope is that eventually George can be strengthened by the enormously positive response from especially young people who are heartened and inspired by this really tasteful and beautiful portrayal of something that I think is gaining acceptance and inclusion in our societies across the world and should be. Um, Takai, on the other hand, he argues uh, that the entirely new LGBT character should have been cre- uh, that an in- that an entirely new character uh, uh, in the LGBT uh, community should have been created. Yeah, I, in some ways, I could see Takai's frustration because it's a little bit easy to say, 
oh, well, George Takai is gay. Yeah. So we'll make his character on Star Trek gay. Yeah. Like, they, they, they went about it as easy as possible mm-hmm. as creating an LGBT character. I think I, – I, I don't think that that's why Takai is upset. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or frustrated. I, I think it's because he had a close personal relationship with Gene Roddenberry. Mm-hmm. And he says, he went on to say, quote, Gene Roddenberry, uh, in conceiving that character, was very exhaustive in conceiving that character mm-hmm. and who that character was. I think it's more of like he's taking the side, the personal creative side of his friend yeah. for that character than he is. It's not like he's trying to take sides of like, well, I don't think that there should be an LGBT character in Star Trek universe. Well, yeah, he says there should be, just not taking a pre-existing yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, but I don't want it to feel like he's taking sides here. I feel like I don't think that's what he's doing. Mm. I think he's basically just saying if he is taking a side, he's taking the side of his of Gene Roddenberry and his personal creativity and keeping that intact within the universe. Yes, right. Yes. Um, Simon Pegg also spoke out yeah. about this afterward and said that. Part of the reason why you wouldn't want to create an all-new LGBT character would be because that character would then be defined by that instead of it being as part of every bit of them that creates their personality. With Sulu, we've got somebody who you've never really explored it, never discussed it at all, Mm -hmm. and people already have feelings about him as a person, as a character, and then this is just one facet of who he is as a person. So it actually is easier to come into and accept than... Starting from scratch and having that be the defining factor of that character. We play devil's advocate here. Is it kind of like a gimmick, though, at this point? Because, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but I'm saying, like, they haven't fleshed out that Zulu at all, in my opinion. Mm -mm. They haven't fleshed out uh, Chekhov at all in Mm. these movies, in my opinion. Agreed. Right. And so to just make Zulu gay, kind of, are they trying to flesh out the character a little bit more and make him more interesting with that? Making it, and I'm playing. I'm not saying I, I. I'm saying I'm not saying like this is where I think they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, is, is that a possibility? I, I think it's 100 percent a possibility. Um, it's hard saying whether that's what happened. Without, right, I haven't right, seen the right. movie yet. Yeah, but it's like, to what ends is it revealed that he is gay? Is it yeah. just a, for a shock value scene? Right. Are they actually gonna for the first time in three movies do some character building with this character? Yeah. The uh, from what I had heard. And the movie doesn't come out for another two weeks, but uh, one of the scenes is with him and his partner along with their kid uh, towards the beginning of the movie. So I'm hoping it's more of the character development type stuff. It doesn't sound like it's anything that's supposed to be for shock value at all, although I don't know if it has anything to do with the story whatsoever. It is always nice to see these cuts of their personal lives. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to expect a, a movie franchise that's basically been about nothing but rehashing things that have already been done before to have the ability to create new characters anyway. That's yeah. asking a lot from the Star Trek reboot series, right. whose bread and butter is just rehashing old ideas. I'm yeah. hoping, though, that this starts to change the course, though. I they mean, say they that this to, is all brand new. They need, they need they, to that's break claim that trend. They're claiming this is all brand new. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And well, Khan's not the villain in Into yeah. Darkness. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Right. We'll see. All right. Hopefully it'll just do with whales. I hope so. I love that movie. <laughs> I liked it too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this news, this next bit of news comes from Variety. I'm really reporting this for you guys. I don't know if you saw that. Jake, you probably saw this. Mm. Uh, the Lego movie, it comes from Variety. The Lego movie sequel is getting a rewrite yeah. from BoJack Horseman creator. Uh, that's not good news for Frank. No. Frank doesn't like BoJack Horseman. I just couldn't get into it. I and Jay, we love it. I, 
Uh, I think it was one of my animated movie, uh, animated TV shows of last year for the Tupperwares. I loved BoJack Horseman. Uh, but it's getting a rewrite? Yeah, see, I, I read some, some stuff about this, too. And it, it seems like Lord and Miller are just like this guy and want him to add some flair to it, too, from what mm-hmm. I heard. It wasn't like a, this script is terrible, fix this script type of thing. Yeah. It was like a, let's make this the best movie we can and get someone else's sense of humor into this, from what I've read. Yeah, I, uh, the, the reason I'm bringing, uh, bringing this up kind of is like, because... Frank, Frank, you, you, you and Jake both love the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hated it, but this is—it's getting rewritten by Raphael Bob Waksberg, uh, who uh, is the BoJack Horseman creator. Which you're not a fan of BoJack Horseman, so no. But I, I, I think you'd maybe be mistaken if you're thinking that this is going to add any kind of dark humor. If it does, it's going to be oh, sprinkled no. in and no. be way over the heads of. No, you I know. Don't, it's not directed by Peter Boner, so I'm. <laughs> I'm not worried, right? So I don't know. I, I, I don't feel one way or another about it. He could do okay. The franchise is usually, I mean, it has pretty well the same tone throughout whatever it is they're going through, whether it's Indiana Jones or Batman and all that. And I don't see them drastically changing it up. So I don't think it's going to have anything, have any kind of negative aspects for me. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are still producing, so yes. yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I probably will not watch the movie. I mm, just mm. did not like the first one at all. So you need to give it another chance. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> come off of it you now. Do. Give you it do. another chance. It's good. It's, it's fucking pop culture heaven. You, you must have been having the worst day that day. No, no. I was having a great day. Uh, <laughs> no. I just got them playing uh, a rousing game of Pokemon Go. <laughs> wow, you're ahead of your time. I know. <laughs> the yeah. servers were really bad back then. Oh, they were horrible. They, the, they weren't even up. <laughs> the next, the next time you go to watch, you hook up your ejaculator, and then mm-hmm. you have a good time regardless. No, like, I'll control the remote. <laughs> I used to. I used to. It was kind of like a like a live action LARPing version of Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I just would take like balls out in my yard <laughs> and throw them at squirrels. <laughs> How did that pan out for you? I got attacked by squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we got we got a while to wait. That's Harmon's wet dream, by the way. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah I got, they I got, all sound like I, Anna I, got, I got some nuts for you. That's what he says. Yeah, I mean, we've got Lego Batman movie to kind of fill in the void for the wait for Lego <laughs> movie, too. Thank God. So, yeah, thank God for sure. Lego Batman movie looks fantastic. And, I, I, you know, it's hard to even say in this with a straight face. We also have to look forward to the Lego Ninjago movie. That's... Yeah. Not looking forward to that. Actually. Can't wait. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that's taking place in the same universe as these other movies. Oh, thank God! Don't I don't know. corrupt my Lego Batman and my Lego movie universe with that Ninjago bullshit. Yeah, have you? Got, got, no, we got a good thing going on. Agreed. In the one universe, don't no, don't don't get all Ninjago on me. I don't know agreed. nothing about no Ninjago. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Have you I want to see. I want to see the sequel to the Ninjago movie where it's called Ninjago Unchained. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. I can't wait for that either. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about the voice cast for Lego Batman movie. Oh. We're getting a um, reunited Arrested Development duo with um, Bateman. Michael Sarah is playing Robin. Oh, uh, all right. With, Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett is Batman, yeah. and we're getting uh, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So wow. excited about that voice I can see cast. That. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're really making his day bad. Oh, oh, love, love Lego Movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. I can't wait to get back on here after that Ninjago movie comes out and Tupperware it. 
Oh. Just to piss you guys off. Nin jag off. I'll see it. I will not. I will not. I'm not going to waste my time. All right. We're going to move on to uh, Marvel News. Marvel news. All right. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming has added uh, everyone to their cast. <laughs> really? No. I mean, have you seen, like, every other day they're adding somebody uh-huh. new? No, I haven't. Oh, really? No. Oh, my gosh. The, the cast for this is insane. I, they, uh, Hannibal Burris is on it. I mean, the uh, I'm trying to think of everybody that's been added to this cast. we got the Michael Keaton news. we got... Uh, a bunch of news. Now they've added Andrew Rice. Mm. Uh, you might not recognize the name, but she's the little girl from The Nice Guys. Okay. I really liked her. She um, was good. She played Ryan Gosling's daughter in that movie. One of my favorite parts about that movie. I thought she was a really good child actor. But they couldn't get young Murph? Oh, man, no. She's booked. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's booked. booked. She's booked. She's, uh, she's doing that new Peter Boner spell. Oh, that's <laughs> prestigious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, THR has no details on Andrew Andrew Rice's character for the Spider-Man movie. I- I'm guessing, like, all these castings that they've been doing, I think most of them are going to have to do with, like, uh, Peter's high school. Yeah, schoolmates. Yeah, yeah. Possibly workmates. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this is news to me, uh, this next thing. Uh, in an interview with that hashtag show, producer for the X-Men film, Simon Kinsberg, mm-hmm. uh, had this to say about the Gambit film. Mm. Yeah, we have a great script on that and hope to shoot that movie at the beginning of spring of next year. Wow. We had heard that they lost Matt Reeves' director. Which was confirmed. Mm-hmm. Then we heard that the movie got pushed back, and that because it got pushed back. Well, then we heard that they lost Doug Liman. Yeah, who is the you know the Born Identity director? You know they they lost Doug, and he did Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, uh, he may have been just a producer. He might have directed one of the Born Identity movies, but I know he's like a producer on all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so great director, great director, Doug Liman. So like. I thought that they lost Doug Liman. There were reports that they thought that they lost Doug Liman. I guess they pushed the movie back mm-hmm. so that they could keep Doug Liman on. Hmm. Doug Liman. That's good. That's good news. That's great news. So um, he's doing a film. I guess he's he's filming a movie in the fall called Chaos Walking, mm-hmm. which that's they were spo- supposed to get him to I guess start uh, in the fall with uh, Gambit. Okay. Actually, Gambit was supposed to come out this year. Yeah, Gambit was this year at one yeah, point. But cha- yeah, but Chaos Walking, this Doug Liman movie, is what is now pushing it back again. So it looks like they're not going to start that until the filming, until uh, spring of next year or uh, beginning of spring or whatever. Wow. So When does uh, Deadpool 2 filming start? Good question. Which do you think we'll get first, Gambit 1 or Deadpool 2? I th- Deadpool 2 will come out probably two years after. Gambit looks like it'll come out in 2018. Uh, we'll probably get both maybe in the same year. Okay. I mean, it might be like one of those, like, okay, here's your summer release for Deadpool, uh, it, which might it might get a summer release, mm-hmm. or they might feel comfortable just staying in February. They had a lot of good luck with that. Yeah. 
um, February, and then maybe like maybe I don't see Gambit being a summer release. No. I see it being more like a November type release or a September. Or so. at, I was going to say, or at best, a late August, early September release. Yeah, maybe late August. September would be great for them, I think. Yeah. There's really nothing going on in September. You know what I mean? I agree. That worked for like the Maze Runner, so mm-hmm. I think it could work for Gambit. But uh, I, they're still moving forward with it. I'm ready to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested. Doug Liman, you can't go wrong there. They got a good director. They got Channing Tatum, who's, an, who's a popular guy. Yeah, so, and we'll he's see. done good work in the last five years. Yeah. We are really light on news this week, so we are just burning through uh, Marvel news. It's done. Yeah. yeah wow. Well, we're really heavy on emails. So. We're heavy on emails. Uh, so. <laughs> balance is out. Thank the listeners for that the one. The mail sack is full. All right, going to move on to DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. I got one bit of news for DC News, and that's it. What's that? The CW announced that you'll be able to watch Supergirl Season 1 starting Monday, August 1st, with two episodes airing. Uh, then, uh, every Monday after that, uh, I don't know if they're going to be airing two episodes or just one. I would imagine two. Yeah. When does the new season start? October 10th. So mathematically it would probably have to be two. Just Cause to you're looking it. at 23 episodes yeah. in a season. Okay. 22, 23 around there. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully if you didn't watch uh, Supergirl season one, hopefully with this announcement, uh, you'll jump on and that way you'll be caught up because I they're probably going to try to get her into the same universe with Flash and Arrow and all that. Smart move by CW to re-air season one. Yeah, very smart. Try to get those ratings up there for season two. Yeah, get the ratings up there for season two. It'll be interesting to see who comes back for season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that they're filming up in Canada and not doing it in L.A., I don't know if Calissa Flockhart is going to come back. Mm-hmm. We should find that news out really soon you think? with it airing in October. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I got for DC News. <laughs> I'm actually pretty excited about that because I don't have regular access to the CW. Yeah. And it's hitting at a really good time where there's not a whole lot to have to watch because we're in between like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead and all that. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to actually trying to pick that up and trying to get into some of the CW stuff. Yeah, there's, there's, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, there are some episodes where they're not great, but it gets better. And, and she gets better. And, and when you watch her with the fight choreography when she first starts, it's pretty bad. She gets really she gets better gotcha. as the season progresses. Gotcha. God damn it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are some also, there's some other news. I'm not – fuck that. Skip it. CC. <laughs> I'm skip. It's, it's – well, I mean, they, it's just news. It's news about Suicide Squad. They think they, they think they might know who some characters are, but they don't know. And even the reveal of who the characters are is not exciting. So, like, why report it? Good call. All right. Guys, we're going to move on to Star Wars news. Yay. <laughs> What are Misa saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right. This uh, email, I, I got a Star Wars email. Okay. Uh, starting off Star Wars news. And it comes from uh, a guy, I, we've never read one of his emails before. His name is Aaron Peterson. Mm. He says, hey, Leftovers, I've never reached out to any podcast I listen to, but I ran across this possible leak theory on the, star- on the next Star Wars film and thought you guys might find it interesting. It's the best one I've come across. This comes from a message board I frequent, 
and it's from an anonymous poster, so take it as you will. Love the show, and I appreciate your views and discussions on all things pop culture, Aaron Peterson. Um, so he's going to give us this, uh, he copied it and he pasted it, and it's this uh, theory that they've got. It goes over a lot of things that uh, in Star Wars Episode Eight. I'm going to see how long I can get into it before I think we can debunk it. Okay. All right. It's like a game game yeah. show. <laughs> so here's this is from the uh, uh, from the anonymous poster. Okay. Just wanted to share some things I've picked up working with the production. So this guy claims uh, guy or gal claims that they work with the production. I'm afraid I can't spoil the entire plot of the film for you, but it's not like I have a script or anything. Most of my work has been on a single scene at the start of the film and a single scene toward the end of the film. So that's where most of the de- of my details are centered. I've just learned a few things through osmosis and the areas of the project I worked on, as well as general rumors and plot leaks, uh, plot leaks passing around the cast and crew. I'll spoiler tag the things I feel some curious fans would rather wait to learn. I love how he precurses it with the whole reasons why he knows really nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I can't imagine though that everybody in the production is going to have access to everything. All right. Yeah, that's right. usually the way they do it. Even for the actors, right. they only give them the pages that they're involved exactly. in. Exactly. Um, something that the production is struggling with right now is Obi Wan's Force Ghost. Wow. Okay. Let us hold on. Hold on. Should I stop right there? Or should I keep reading? Go ahead. Stop. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> okay, what are your thoughts on that? Obi-Wan's Force Ghost? Yeah. Mm. I need a little bit more details. Well, can... hold on. Okay. Um, what uh, Obi-Wan's Force Ghost. <sighs> yeah, let me read the rest of this and then we'll talk about it. Okay. He and Yoda do appear. But the crew is unhappy with the current progress on believable CG Alec Guinness. Okay. All right, I'll keep reading. I, I want to stop here, but I'll keep reading. It's in the early stages, so hopefully the final product is fantastic, but there's talk of bringing Ewan McGregor in. He's on board, but upper management isn't and really wants to stay away from prequel-aged Force Ghosts. Worst case scenario, Obi-Wan will be audio only, but there's a strong desire for a powerful and moving reappearance of Alec Guinness. Um... I, I have like the, a hard, like the Tupac hologram. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing this. Um, a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the things that I've been hearing about Rogue One are that the rumor is that we're going to, they might bring the first. That might be the movie where they bring the first dead actor back into a film. Yeah, with, with Moff Tarkin, with Grand Moff Tarkin, right. um, and that's not even confirmed. They can't get confirmation. Like, like. The guys from making Star Wars that knit, they hear things, but they can never get anybody to come out and say, yes, it's true. Same thing goes for like the Yoda thing. Mm-hmm. Like they don't – like they hear about people that say that they're building a new Yoda puppet, mm-hmm. but nobody's seen it. Nobody can give them confirmation that, yes, I've seen it. They're saying like, oh, it's locked away in this room, mm-hmm. but nobody that they're talking to has been like, yeah, like I hear it's in a room, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Same thing with like this – with with the whole Grand Moff Tarkin thing, and I, I I have I have a I have a feeling that we would see a reanimated Grand Moff Tarkin before we would see Alec Guinness. I agree again. I agree. Um, I don't think I honestly think like with with this talk, I don't believe any of it. 
I agree with that. So, um, and I, I think that I think Star Wars is kind of struggling with this. I, you number one, I mean, you've got to get the family members on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's a big deal. You know, and Alec, McGin- Alec McGinnis really wasn't the biggest fan mm-hmm. of Star Wars to yeah, begin with. That's true. He didn't. He thought it was weird and didn't understand it. And yeah. Thought it was goofy and didn't understand like the the cult phenomenon. So I have a hard time believing that his relatives would sign off on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd almost, in order to do this, like they were saying on making Star Wars that net is before somebody dies to say like you know the studio says like if you die can we use your likeness in a future? Right. You'd have to have it done in contract form. Exactly. And so we might not get any of this. Right. You know what I mean? The the only way I think they can really bring back maybe Obi Wan is like when they did the voice. Or just bring in Ewan McGregor, but it doesn't make sense. Did they use Ewan McGregor as the Force Ghost? But they uh, uh, ever, or no. di- or is it always? I would always remember Alec Guinness being the Force Ghost. Yeah, I was yeah. the we, only one they changed was Anakin. At the Anakin, end. yeah. We do hear both of their voices in that yeah. flashback. In yeah, seven. Yeah, they did. They used uh, when 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 Obi Wan says Ray, they took a clip of Alec Guinness saying "Afraid," yeah, and they cut it to where it just sounded like Ray. And then the rest of the speech was Ewan McGregor talking about, you know, these are the first steps and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, I just have a hard time with believing that – I think that we'll see Graham off Tarkin and I'm not giving that 100 percent confirmation. I, But I hear, I, hear, I hear a lot of rumblings about that. I've heard a lot of rumblings about it too, that we're going to see like a Peter Cushing – you know, yeah, CG version. I've and th- I've heard even silly things like in the movies you never get to see his feet, mm. so they're yeah. having a hard time like you know making sure that his feet look like the I guess I guess the actor's feet. The actor didn't want to wear shoes, right? So throughout the filming, he would like wear I think like slippers, slippers. yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. So and they'd let him do whatever he wants. Exactly. He yeah. brought, in the original episode four, he brought a lot of star power. Yeah, to yeah, agreed. Other than him and Alan McGinnis, they were really the only proven like Hollywood stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with this right away with uh, this anonymous poster, just for the fact saying like re- basically bringing Alec Guinness back to life. Or, or I can understand maybe the Ewan McGregor stuff, but I can understand I can understand them not wanting to do that yet. Right. I would I would say that their safe bet would be to stay away from that in particular, just because it's such a sacred character. It's so easy to mess up. So I would just think that they would just sidestep that completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I, I know you and McGregor would be 100% be down for the call if he got it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way he's talked about this kind of stuff. Here's a context for the ghost scenes. Uh, on Act 2, early in the film, Luke refuses to train Ray. She isn't interested in being trained anyway and is simply there to bring him back for the resistance. He isn't. Inter- he is not interested. Despite what she says, she decides to train herself on Octu while waiting for Luke to come around. That doesn't sound right at all. Luke watches her from above, and Obi Wan and Yoda push him toward training her. Hmm. Obi Wan speaks to Ray later in the film, uh, voice only, uh, along with a third unidentified Force ghost who is not Anakin, Obi Wan, or Yoda for certain. The voice is female and is not identified in the film as far as I'm aware. Hmm, that sounds silly. Mm-hmm. Let pour the Ahsoka rumors. More specific details from the above scene. Luke is afraid of Rey. What? So are Obi-Wan and Yoda. 
they convince him that putting her under his tutelage is the best chance they have of avoiding what they all sense in her. Luke references Obi-Wan's failure to save Anakin and Luke's own failure to save Ben. But nobody says anything to reassure Luke that it'll be different this time. He takes her on a very reluct- he takes her on very reluctantly and doesn't believe in himself at all. I don't know. That that's kind of goes against the like what we've heard about Luke just kind of being like a wild card, like an insane wizard at this point. Yeah, like having that much sensibility about stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Ray prepares to leave Octu without Luke after receiving a distress call. Um, but as the ship lifts off, Luke brings it back down and comes aboard. Anakin's force presence is also in the film. A very famous and familiar older actor is providing his voice. Uh, he does not appear on screen. What famous? Older? James Earl Jones. Oh, James Earl Jones. Uh, Anakin only speaks to Ren. Don't know the dialogue of the scene, but Ren throws another tantrum following it. Mm. Uh, Ray and Finn have very few scenes together in the entire film. All of them, that I buy. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah, all of them near the end of the film. Well, I mean, you can. You, you, I mean, if you've been following the production at all, mm-hmm. you know that to probably be true. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Leia, Leia has a much larger role in the Force Awakens. Uh, crew are really see that we've been hearing she gets taken out of the battle early. Yeah. Crew are really unhappy with Carrie's performance and lead it and lead. Uh, oh, uh, the crew are really unhappy with Carrie's performance, and it led to several several rewrites and the introduction of a new character to share her story load. I don't buy that. Leia has a much ro- larger... They just got done... Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. Leia has a much larger role than The Force Awakens. Then they go on to, then they go on to say crew is really unhappy with Carrie's performance, and it led to several rewrites... Maybe they mean by... Maybe they don't the mean original? more screen time by larger yeah. role... Maybe they just mean her character is more pivotal. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe maybe that's just kind of bad wording. Okay. Larger role means like her character has a bigger role in the story. Sure. Not necessarily she's going to have more screen time than the last movie. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense of it because it didn't make much sense. Uh-uh. No. And that other new character, I assume, is the Laura Dern character. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, we sort of learn or are exposed to in-universe speculation of the truth of race parentage. Uh, as an aside to this, I'm not sure where to mention. I can confirm that no one had any concrete plans for who who race parents were going to be for the for most of the Force Awakens production. Uh, feel free to be disillusioned. I know I was. Uh, really, really major, major spoilers that may be slightly inaccurate as I pieced it all together from several different bits and pieces follows. It spoils more than just Ray's origins. Fair warning. Don't listen, Dan. Uh, Ray is not a Skywalker or a Solo, or at least it is heavily implied that she is not. Her mother was a young student of Luke's, and Luke believes that Ray was born of the Force, no father. Uh, contextually, there is a strong suggestion that Ray was conceived as a response to Ren's slaughter of Luke's new Jedi Order. That can't be true. Yeah. The age, we've already debunked that with the age. The stuff. age. Contextually, there's a strong suggestion that Ray was conceived as a response to Ren's slaughter of the Luke's new of Luke's new Jedi Order. By the okay, uh, in Bloodline, Ray was 13 years old, mm-hmm. and the and 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 Ren Kylo Ren is still with Luke at that time. 
This is six years before The Force Awakens. Yeah, she's right. way younger than 13 when we see her dropped off to Unkar plot. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's not that big of an age difference between them. You know what? Uh, I'm done with this. Then, yeah. At that yeah point. The end. The yeah. end. I it's mean. so convoluted. Yeah. All of it. Someone trying to make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm part of production, and I've worked on these two scenes, and right. I figured all this shit out. And by the way, when all my shit turns out to be complete bullshit, I did say that I only had access to a few things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying any of it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with real Star Wars news. Yay. All right, good stuff. I, hey, uh, Aaron, I appreciate the email, though, man. Yeah, good looking. Yeah, yeah you don't know what's yeah. bullshit or not until exactly. it actually comes out. Exactly. But. So. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's going to make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's going to make. Bacon pancakes. All right, we are back. <laughs> yeah, relaxing this episode. Yeah, chilling. Uh, bacon pancakes, my friends. Uh, bacon, were you playing that for the intermission? Yeah, man. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> These bacon lucky fuckers. <laughs> I know, dude. People listen to it in their cars and shit. Oh, man. We yeah. gave them the jams right Hell there. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> Not fucking around on Pop Culture Left sweet, slow rolling. Yeah. Sweet slow rolling, as they call it. Man, Jake the dog. When's his album coming out? I know. <laughs> oh man, hey, this is that was the longest break we've ever taken because couldn't get you guys to stop playing Pokemon Go. No, uh, no. I actually, I can't lie. I actually caught a Pokemon during that break. <laughs> God damn it! I'm oh man. All right. Yeah. Uh, Back to Star Wars news. Uh, this is uh, this is real news and it legit comes, Star Wars legit news. Star Wars news. It comes from makingstarwars.net. Uh, Jedi Bibliothek shared some new images uh, from a Rogue One, a Star Wars storybook today. Bookmanager.com has posted preview images of the book. I tried to find these images. They've been taken off the internet. Oh, uh, the storybooks. Every time we get the news from them. Yeah. Uh, the coolest part is we get a name uh, for one of the worlds of Rogue One. Scarif. Hmm. According to the preview pages, the Death Star is being constructed on the secluded world, the planet Scarif. Hmm. Uh, here's a quote. Huge tracts of land were excavated to build ships and supply the Death Star. It also says that the world has powerful shields, so clearly the rogues are going to have some kind of trick for getting past that. In The Force Awakens, Han Solo entered the Starkiller base at light speed. Maybe these rebels have some stolen codes or simply fight their way in. The other question I have is, does the excavated portions of land lead to the destruction of the world as some unconfirmed rumors have laid out in the past? That makes sense that in creating the Death Star, they would destroy a world to do it. Yeah. That sounds like classic Empire. Yeah. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, no it, it would also explain the fact that we haven't seen this world in any maps either. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it doesn't exist. So uh, the U-Wing is confirmed to be the lander ship. We had put together on the podcast that the lander scene in the D23 concept art was in fact the U-Wing from the side. 
We also see here that the U-Ring isn't unique, and Bodhi Rook is probably one pilot of many who fly that vessel. So Bodhi Rook is the first character they had confirmation of the name on in the film. Have you seen the concept art for this U-Wing? I only saw... uh, No, not concept art. Or anything set? set. I'm trying to think if if I... if I saw a Lego version of it, uh, I'm curious to see it. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think if I saw the Lego version of it. All I saw was the Lego version of that Mandalorian ship that mm. looked like Boba Fett's ship. Oh, I remember that too. And they could just be re-releasing stuff with the Lego stuff. You never know because they always yeah. take advantage of the new movie and put out some like classic stuff under the guise of the same movie. Still, yeah. So, so uh, what do we know about this now? We know that we're going to get a planet called Scarif, and that's the planet that they're using to construct the Death Star. <laughs> so, interesting. It's cool. Interesting shit. Um, I guess, fuck, I guess we're moving on to emails. Shit. Wow. I know. I know, guys. Light news week. Light news week. I mean, there's other news. I, did, I talked to Jake a little bit about Marvel news. We had the Thor Ragnarok stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Thor Ragnarok, they're building a, a set on the coast of Australia for Asgard, it's huge, so it looks like a huge physical set that they're using. That's cool, and they're and they're not doing it in a soundstage either. They're doing it like actual physical location, physical location so. off the coast of uh, Australia, and like they had over uh, over uh, overhead shots of it, and it, it's a huge set. So this new director Taika Waititi wanting to go the practical route, build a real set for for uh, Asgard. I think I think it's going to look really cool. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, I've always been a bit disappointed with the way Asgard looks. I got to yeah. tell you, yeah, the way it looks all like it looks like the Emerald City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate the Rainbow Bridge and the yeah. way it looks. Yeah, mm, yeah, just, not a fan mm. either. Uh, but see, on the flip side, I loved how they made Guardians of the Galaxy look. I I completely it's, agree. It's crazy. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah, uh, I think Asgard it should look. Gorgeous, but on the flip side, should look more lived in. And, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't know. All right, we're going to move on to your emails this week. Mm. Mail! Ah, leftovers of the universe. Mail! Ah, pop culture leftovers. Yeah, thanks everybody who I asked not to send an email. Thanks a fuck ton for sending them. Mm. Thank you. Want to get that out of the way? Remember to donate to our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brandon McLean sends us an email. Hello, leftovers. My name is Brandon McLean, and I have wanted to contact you guys from some for some time now. I just wanted to send an email with some in depth and uh, decent insight. Uh, well, here we are, eight months later, and I still have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you add that part? No. Oh, wow. That's, that's Brandon. Wow. Brandon's got the jokes. That was a good one. I really enjoy your show, and I like to think of you guys as old friends. That's creepy. He just called us old. That's, <laughs> Fucker. Uh, no, he's talking about, like, uh, he's he's been, in his little mind, his little messed up Brandon McLean mind, we're old friends of his. Oh, like long time friends. Long time friends. Mm. Well, he talks back to us Is this healthy? the podcast. Is this healthy? Like, do you Three see him, right? like, in his kitchen, like, talking to, like, hey, Frank? Would you pass the tater tots? Do you think, like, you know, is this, like, an unhealthy relationship that he's built up in his mind now? I think it could be. A little bit? I'm yeah. disturbed. Huh? I'm disturbed. Why? Because you got to pass him the tater tots? He's talking to me and I'm not even there. I know. Right. I know. 
Yeah, hopefully he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't get the ejaculator VR experience. With the oh laptops. god! Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a hundred dollars, we'll operate the controls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we'll a- choose the speeds. Yeah, that might be our next Patreon reward. <laughs> The, ex- the expansion pack. We will virtually jack you off. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Franco did the sex talk. Whoa! No. No, th- this isn't healthy. Let me let me read the rest of this. I really enjoy your show, and I like to think of you guys as old friends. Hey, Jay, do you remember that one time we went on that journey to find that dead body? And right when we arrived, there was a badass young punk that looked remarkably like Kiefer Sutherland. He made us leave before we could properly fuck the body. But man, I will never forget that one. Is this for real? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm reading this. This Whoa. is real. Whoa. I I also can't forget my pal Jake. Oh. Do you remember that time we went shopping for the best Funko Pop that doubled as a butt plug? I, I don't remember that. We were looking for a Goldilocks type fit, but it's damn near impossible to find one of these little fuckers that doesn't bobble. <laughs> I'm totally with you, Brian. All these shitty ass things are bobbleheads. Most of them don't bobble. <laughs> Speaking of Brian, I don't like this guy. I remember that one time at the park where Brian walked by a baby in a stroller and farted near his open mouth. <laughs> what the fuck? I wish this was true. I remember it like yesterday when you turned around and the camera zoomed in on your face and you said, "You lost today, kid." But that doesn't mean you have to like it. <laughs> We're all just spokes on the wheel. Okay, wow. It's unhealthy, right? Yes. Am I right? It's yes. like fan fiction. It's fan fiction. And not oh. good fan fiction. We're fan fiction. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Creepy fan fiction. Wow, this is the creepiest email we've Jay, ever gotten. Yeah, he's hanging out with Jay. Keeper Sutherland shows up before they can fuck a dead body. <laughs> Him and Jake go out Funko shopping, and I'm, car- I'm farting in kids' mouths. What the fuck? Well, I'm using butt plugs, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Don't peel that out. Sorry. (laughs) Get your facts straight, Brian. (laughs) I'll trade. I'll I'll gladly give you the butt plugs and go fart in babies' mouths. Oh, that's is that what killed the infant son? <laughs> Jake drank milk. I was holding that one in for a long time. In all seriousness, he goes on to say, in all seriousness, thank you for what you do week in and week out. I know I'm not just speaking for myself when I say that you guys are highly respected and appreciated by the millions and millions of Melvins out there. Hmm. Oh. oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I hope this guy doesn't pay the $30 that we have to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep your money, man. Oh, and can we please ban anyone that lists what episode they started watching? That shit pisses me off. Whoa. I know. What? I know. I wouldn't hear that. Don't ban. We're not going to ban that. No, I'm not doing that. Whoa. No. I know. It's like, I guess it, uh, he, he's a newer listener. Oh. So he, I guess it, like, I don't know. Hurts like his feelings. Yeah. Like he's feeling left out. Like grinds his gears when he hears about uh, listeners that have been with us for a long time. Like Dan Hunter. Like Dan mm-hmm. Hunter has been with us, like, like episode one or some shit. Something uh-huh. crazy like Fucking that. Fucking Dan Hunter. Been Fuck. listening since the Purge episode. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. You know, like, who else? Michael Cornish, who actually just donated to our Patreon. Oh, nice. And thank you, Michael. You know, he's been with us for a long time. Pete Neen. Yeah. Long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brandon McLean saying, just keep that fucking shit to yourself. <laughs> Fuckers. It, 
<laughs> that shit pisses me off. I'm going to make it up for every email from now on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Next email. Oh, man, he's been with us since episode one. Stamp this. <laughs> Old school. He's OG. <laughs> <laughs> he's been listening to that longer than that Brandon guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fart in your face, Brandon. <laughs> How much is that on Patreon? Uh, no, he goes, that shit pisses me off. We don't fucking care if you started listening when The Leftovers reviewed Star Wars Force Coma, The Force Sleeps. What? We do care, though. Yeah, it's kind one of. of the few things I do care I about. He, he tries, no, but Brandon don't care. He oh, tries Brandon. to cap that off by insulting The Force Awakens. But he did say we. What did you say, Frank? You're talking about uh, Force Awakens? Yeah, he capped that off by making fun of it. Uh, Star Wars Force Coma. You missed that episode. Oh, oops. All right. Yeah. Jay, Jay said that Leia um, goes into a Force Coma in Episode Eight. Yeah, it's Jay's oh. Episode Eight prediction. Yeah. What do you think about that, Frank? Yay or nay? Ah, fuck. I. Have she no uses idea. the Force. She uses the Force for the first time. It's a rumor that she uses the Force for the first time uh-huh. in the film, and uh, and he's saying that like maybe something's going to fall on her, and she uses it to like move it, and she it's and she uses it for the first time, and it it has such a an effect on her that it forces her into a force coma, and that's why she's taken out of the out of the rest of the movie. Uh, it, it like blows her circuits for trying to use the force yeah. too much. I don't buy that. Yeah, Frank nays it. Wow. Wow. Really, you guys were into it? No. Yeah, totally. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, damn, damn it, it, damn it. I'm sorry. I should have went with it. <laughs> I should have went with it. Yeah, do it. I'm all about the force. Card. <laughs> Jay's just sitting there waiting for Ray to go into hers. He's like uh, licking his lips. Do you guys uh, want to listen to bacon pancakes? Yes. I mean, this is just a part of me right now. I don't even know what's going on. I need. I need to uncreep myself from that last email. Oh, it's not done. Uh, oh Jesus! He goes on to say one more thing. Riddle me this: What is tall, found on a street corner, and will interrupt your progress? If you guess stoplight, you're wrong. The correct answer is Daniel Hopner. Wow. That's a little bit of redemption. I know. <laughs> Liking this guy now. He says, I'm fucking with you, man. I love all of the army and hope to one day be considered a real friend. Thank you again. Yeah, Daniel Hopner been a listener since our X-Men episode. <laughs> Days of future past. <laughs> Uh, no, thank you, Brandon. That's not. He wants to be, no, our, he yeah. wants to be our friend. We kid, we kid. Yeah, it's just being funny. <laughs> yeah, or trying. Guys, bacon pancakes. Yes, bacon pancakes. I got to do this. I love it. <laughs> Please play. <laughs> no, it says no oh, soup no. for you. It might not play. <laughs> you son of a fuck. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, man. That was terrible. How can you lead me on like that? I know. I know. thought it was going to happen. Since, since we got a break, hold still, Jake. I'm going to fart in your mouth. I want to see what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hold my Funko Pop in your ass. But it'll fire out. Like It'll like be like a rocket. <laughs> ah, we're not going to get bacon pancakes. Jake. Oh, Sorry. man. It's not happening. Damn. All right, guys. Going to move on to the next email. Uh, it comes from Nick Brousseau. Oh, listener since Transformers 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Nick Brousseau, uh I actually was—he uh, was a guest on Nerd Porn, and mm. I was actually on an episode with Nick. Really cool guy. Oh, nice. He says, uh, 
Oh, it's titled, I Ain't Afraid of No Hosts. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't afraid of you. <laughs> you can already tell that this guy's been with us for a while, Jake. Yes. Yeah. What was He's it, Transformers? Transformers 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. He goes, hello, left- leftovers and possible left out. Hey! Yeah. yeah, at least this motherfucker's been listening long enough to acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, you're like Snuffleupagus. Right. Like, like they, they hear about Frank, but like <laughs> they, never they, they miss those episodes. The, right? The, the Frank-isodes. No, no, come visit Frank. He'll be this episode. Oh, he's not there. Nah, he's yeah, not I've been there. on since episode 41, motherfucker. Where you been? Is that true? Wow. Wow, that was a declaration if I ever heard one. I've been on this episode, motherfucking photo one. What was episode 41 about? Uh, Godzilla Podzilla. Yeah. Oh, the yep. Godzilla Podzilla. Yep, yep. With your consistent attitudes, <laughs> in depth reviews, and sourcing garbage rumors, Stormtrooper Larry, <laughs> <laughs> I think the podcast is stronger than ever. There's not a week that goes by where I'm not enjoying the banter and chemistry between the hosts and their fans. Sophomoric humor, frequent dick jokes, flagrant vulgarity and brian's unapologetic passionate rants are the heart and soul of the show if people don't like any of that they can toss on some furs and bend over in front of wilderness john people he will go at those furs (laughs) keep up the good work nick arazian brousseau thank you nick that was Great! That was a great email. That was, that was great. Short to the point. Yeah, short to the point. I don't really have to respond you with can, anything. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can tell that that's an email that comes from somebody that's been with us for a while. Oh, Transformers Four, possibly. Yeah, that's yeah, been right. a long while. Yeah. <laughs> Next email comes from Yoan Yoon. Uh, Yo, oh, Yoan yeah. Yoon. He's been listening since the first Tupperware Awards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, hey, Brian and rest of PCL. I studied academic music composition in college and grad school. Of course, I'm going to nitpick. Oh. However, I hear you all saying that it shouldn't take away from my enjoyment of a movie, Civil War. Oh, yeah, remember this guy? Mm-mm. Remember this guy? He said uh, Iron Man suits. Oh. The integrity of Iron Man suits. The integrity suits. of Iron I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. It affected this movie. Down to a low taste that Frank, check this out. So, <laughs> dude emails in, and his major complaint was the fact in Civil War, he gave it a low taste it because Iron Man suits seemed stronger in original films. And throughout the Iron Man franchise, as it's gone along, uh, the suits seem weaker. And so, he picked up on how weak Iron Man's suit was in Civil War. Uh, and so that was his entire reason to give it a low taste. It so I, me and Jake, we can understand the nitpick, yeah. But we can't understand that nitpick to where it affects your entire rating of a movie down to a low taste. Right, yeah, that it big of a drop off, inconsequential. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's there, but it should have nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, he goes. Uh, However, I hear y'all saying that it shouldn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie Civil War, and I will revise my rating to a high taste. It nice, simply because, like you guys have discussed, I didn't feel any danger for the characters or really any new character development outside of Black Panther. But Tom Holland was fantastic. First off, yes, Brian, you pronounced my name correctly, and it's spelled phonetically uh, Korean origin. Unlike a certain Hopner spelling, <laughs> it's actually Hepner. His last name's Hepner. oh, okay. His last name's Hepner, but I I still refuse to call him Hepner. Yeah, I've never once heard it that yeah, way. It's I, all Hopner. It's all Hopner. <laughs> it's coming up, Hopner. Hopner's hopping. 
That's his podcast. (laughs) 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 Instead of like uh, toss it, taste it, Tupperware, Uh it's he gives it one to five hops. Yeah, and then he has guests on, and he never really lets him speak. <laughs> Actually, I, we we hear that he has guests on, but I've never heard one of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, are you excited for the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman? I know I am, because even though I thought the pacing story was hard to follow in the theatrical cut, the soundtrack was amazing, and the visuals were spectacular, so I am willing to sit through an extra 30 minutes that will hopefully glue the disjointedness of the theatrical cut together. Thanks, Yoan. Uh, he got, he's got a couple PSs, but let's address Batman Ultimate Cut. I haven't seen it yet. Frank, I'm excited I to have. see it. You have? Yeah, I watched it last night. Okay. Uh, Jake, you're excited to see it? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Let's see. 30 minutes is a lot of time. Let's, yeah. let's see what this does to the movie. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of good things from it, though. I'm hearing a lot of people that bashed it that are coming back and saying that they like it now. Uh, unless you tell me different, I'm keeping my mouth shut until we actually have a full discussion. Okay. We'll talk about it when we all see it. Uh, I've, I've heard a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. Okay. Can Can I ask a question regarding... I've heard regarding... more positive than I have negative, so... i, I got to ask a question regarding the email, though. He makes the point to say something about how he studied music, but yeah. where does that come into play with his email or any other issue that he's had? I studied academic music composition in college and grad school. Of course, I'm going to nitpick. Mm. Oh, that that is okay. that's why he nitpicked Nitpicks, Iron Man's right. suit. Yeah, okay. Because I was going to say I went scholar. to fucking college for music education and performance too, but I didn't understand what that had anything to do with the rest of what he said. What instrument did you play, Frank? The belch? No, it was the tuba. <laughs> I was the fat tuba kid. I was good too. God damn it! Shut up. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I've got your single, man. <laughs> I listen. Oh man, Frank unplugged. I want to hear a rousing version of the pop culture leftovers theme song. Tuba. <laughs> tuba. Oh, fuck, man. Shit. Now, first off, I don't own one. Second, I haven't played in like, fuck, 15 years. Yeah. Oh, man. So. that It's a trap part? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, P.S. I've never read a comic book or graphic novel in my life. Uh, if you had to recommend just one, what would it be? Oh, good question. One graphic novel. Wow. What would he be into, you think? I mean, I was kind of in the same boat, and I enjoyed the killing joke. Hmm. If he's an Iron Man th- fan, I was thinking maybe Demon in a Bottle. But, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the quintessential comic book to read would be Watchmen, I would say. If you're yeah. only going to read one. Yeah, if you're going to read something, yeah. Um, I would personally read... Blankets? Have you ever read Blankets? No. Uh, yeah, uh, let me, okay. It's great. Uh, here, I'm looking off Wikipedia. As a coming of age autobiography, the book tells the story of Thompson's childhood in an evangelical Christian family, his first love, and his early adulthood. The book was widely acclaimed, blah, 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 blah. It is a really awesome coming of age book. It's awesome. Hmm. So check out Blankets if you have to just read one. Or Brian K. Vaughn's Pride of Baghdad. It's okay. really awesome. So, um, PPS, hashtag Team J, got to stick up for the little guy, Finn. Aww. That's cute. Mm, that's so adorable. Yeah. Anyway, next email comes from Abby. Um, oh, she's been listening since our second San Diego Comic-Con episode. <laughs> Remember that one, Frank? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yes. You know, you know, you know, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, I 
I only remember about an hour and a half at the beginning. That's it. You remember Mike Tyson? That's about it. Yeah, that, that's one of the fading memories. You know who doesn't remember that episode? Brandon McLean. No, because nope. he hasn't been listening. He wasn't, right. he wasn't with us then. <laughs> yeah, that shit really pisses him off. Yeah, he's like fucking pulling out his hair right now. He's like, "What are they talking about? What's this wig business?" <laughs> All right, next email comes from Abby. Hello, you rotted byproducts of animal buggery. Whoa, that's the way she starts an email. Oh, okay. you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question for y'all: Why is Batman more popular than Judge Dredd? When they are both unflappable badasses upholding the law, both wear spandex variants, only difference being one uses guns. Now, that's debatable if you watch Batman v Superman. Correct, yes. (laughs) That is debatable. Uh, I apologize for my obvious ignorance, but I am new to the nerd scene. Keep up the great work on the show. Love the Elma Fudd impressions. Elma Fudd. I don't know. What's that all about? When did we do that? I don't know. We must have done it at some point. I guess so. Probably halfway through like one of the heavy drinking episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And a big, and a great big lovable fuck you to you all, Abby. So, uh. Fuck you too, Abby. Fuck you too, Abby, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> this seems like an easy question. Yeah, I, uh, why is Batman more popular than Judge Dredd? Jake, what are your thoughts? I mean, the biggest reason I think right off the bat is seniority. I mean, Batman has like 60 plus years on Judge Dredd. 70, yeah, 60 plus years on Dredd. Yeah, true. yeah. He's around 77 years old at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Judge Dredd is, isn't a spring chicken by any means. He's been around for a long time too. But yeah. Batman, I mean, more than, more than 60 years on him. And I think it's just a character that more people can relate with. I mean, Judge Dredd is kind of like a futuristic, you know, post-apocalyptic world, super, not even superhero, kind of a gray character, (laughs) where, you know, Batman fights for justice at the end of the day. You think Judge Dredd's a gray character? Yeah, Judge Dredd's definitely a gray character. Oh, I think that he's just, I, 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 I felt like from all the books that he's always trying to do things according to the law. And yeah, I but felt, he I is feel the like, law. I am the law. I am the yeah, law. That's, he's, he's judge, jury, and executioner. That is his... That's the definition of gray to me, is if you're judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, but not when you're backed up by the law. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. I just keep seeing dude going, law. I am the law. But not when you're backed up by the law. I would understand like if he was like... Uh, Batman's more of a gray character, in my opinion, because it's not like he's sanctioned by any... You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like the law that he's backed up with is like a kind of a gray law, too. It's like, is this like the right way we should be doing things, you know? See, yeah, I guess we can get into that argument. But then 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 you're you're arguing the system. This guy is just doing his job. Yeah, he's a byproduct of the system, though. And to me, that makes him gray. Like he if it it's not a, a right system, like. I guess, I mean, and then we could go into, like, The Purge and, like, people that are taking place in The Purge movies. Yeah. Are they gray characters? You know, for that one night a year, you know. I think they're gray. There are people that choose not to do it. It's an interesting argument. I think more the simple answer is, is, like, cinematically, you've got a series of long-running, very well-funded, and in general critically acclaimed movies for the past 27 years Mm -hmm. to back Batman up. And then... And Adam West. Well, yeah, and that yeah. goes back to the, the TV series from the 60s. I've got a different answer, though. What's that? Uh, Batman is a man among gods. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the Justice League, where the rest of them are demigods, and he is a man, mm-hmm. and he stands among them and is one of them, 
and is revered by everyone. He's in the Justice League. He's a man among gods. And I feel like he's done a lot more with his life than Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah. If that makes any sense. I agree. Yeah. I, and I think another big thing is... And I love Judge Dredd. I love the comic books. I like books. Judge Dredd, too. I love the comic books. I, I, I love I, I love the, the last Dredd movie. I didn't like the Schwarzenegger one. I know some people do like that one, but I didn't like it. I mean, I think... I mean, I got a question for you. Name two Judge Dredd villains. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a good question. And I think... Batman yeah. the Rogues the Rogues Gallery is yeah. a huge part too. I mean yeah. some of the most iconic villains in all of comics. I mean yeah. Hold Joe- on, two? Two? Yeah. Thug one and Thug Two. <laughs> <laughs> Those are also Batman bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. And I think that's a big part of it too. I mean yeah. such an iconic roster of uh comic book villains i mean from yeah. joker to catwoman to mr freeze to yeah i mean the list goes on and on yeah judge dredd's just like you know he's he's out there arresting drug addicts and and yeah. all that stuff he doesn't really have his joker and i could be wrong i mean there could be a character out there that is his joker but is not as iconic as the joker in the batman universe. yeah i mean some of the biggest names of, in comics have worked on batman throughout yeah. the years you know yeah. so it's hard I mean, name one person that wrote or drew a Judge Dredd comic. Dwayne Sarzynski. There you go. There yeah. you go. But, I mean, he's also no Batman. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, next Fun be- question, though. I liked it. Yeah, thank you, Abby. I'm glad you're listening. Uh, Zach Holder, uh, what's up, brain? <laughs> oh, and he put it on oh, all no. caps. Basically, a big fuck you from Zach Attack there. Great. Nice. That, I'm taking it back to Saved by the Bell. That was the name <laughs> of their band. The Zach Attack. Zach Attack. He's been listening since our very first Star Wars talk episode. Fuck this guy. (laughs) He's been listening for as long as people have been calling me Brain. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's up, Brain, Jake, and Jason? Uh, (laughs) Just wanted to say, no, Frank. I know, Frank. I know, it's fucked up. (laughs) Remember, for the longest time when you were on for like a a slew of episodes. Yeah. Probably ten episodes after you left, people are still saying, and hey, Frank. Dot, dot, dot. And Frank. Frank. Oh, remember when that was a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to say I've been listening for a, a little while now and really love the show. You, do, you guys do a great job of intelligently discussing things, and I always get a lot out of what you have to say. I don't know what the assholes on iTunes are talking about. You guys do a fine job of communicating, even with the profanity-laced rants. Yeah, fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. I, I wanted to ask you guys thoughts on an idea I had. <sighs> the ejaculator. <laughs> I say green light. <laughs> Dude, I think you got a gold mine. <laughs> Call me crazy, but I think you might make one hundred thirty-three thousand dollars with this brilliant idea. Now he says, "I know that phrase alone is scary." Not ejaculator. No, just, just he wanted to get our thoughts on it. That he's possibly he going to give us some fan yeah. fiction that we got to talk about. Oh my god! But here it is. Somewhere down the line, the, after Spider-Man has been more fully introduced into the MCU. Would you like to see a sort of Spider-Verse show on Netflix featuring Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, and more? I know a lot of people want Miles in the movies, but I think Netflix is better suited for a character such as him. Just curious as to your thoughts. That's interesting. I don't like the idea of like mixing it all into one pot, though. Yeah. Like, I'd rather them just pick a focus and make a Netflix show on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather see the Miles Morales show or the Spider-Gwen show. I don't want the show to be called Spider-Verse, the fucking variety show. <laughs> and every fucking week we're spin the wheel. This is what we're going to get. Like, yeah. The but, ti- go ahead. 
the timing on it would have to be right too. I mean, we're just now looking at finally maybe getting a good version of Peter Parker and everything, and it would have to be set a little ways after he's you know integrated fully, and people could really get the idea of that it's separate. Well, if it's a Netflix show, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I think it kind of Marvel. I don't know if they've been doing this the best because it's all set in the same universe. Mm-hmm. You know, if you introduce Miles in a Netflix show, you feel like that he would have to be referenced somehow in the movies. Yeah. Unless, I feel like they did that shit in Daredevil season one, but then they've kind of just not bothered even trying yeah, for yeah. the next two things. Yeah. I mean, in Daredevil season two, they did mention certain things. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't like, I don't know. They didn't name drop it near as much as what they yeah. did in the first season. Yeah, you're right. After the incident. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I would love to see Miles Morales. Yeah, me too. I, me I, too. I love the character now. I've been reading the character now, and I absolutely love Miles Morales. Um, um, I would love to see it. I just, I don't know if, should it just be a cartoon? Or do they, or do we need a live action like like a Netflix or even like because I, I don't think they're gonna do a movie I don't not now I'd I'd rather do the live action Netflix introduction to Miles Morales than yeah. in the cartoon for that though do you think that the CG budget would be too much in order to make it look right and not look cheesy uh, I think if we're doing Supergirl on CW I think we can do Spider Man yeah, agreed play. yeah agreed maybe in that Spider Verse show we can get an episode with Spider Ham. Oh, <laughs> man. That would be amazing, Peter. I guess that's one of the benefits of doing the Spider Verse version. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, if I could get that, would you want a live action version? Yes, like kind of like a Howard the Duck kind of like. Yes, movie? oh my yes. God, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, my favorite issue is when he uh, when he battled Hogzilla. 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 Yeah, that was great. Uh, next email comes from Pete Weaver. Ah, oh, Pete Weaver. Mm-hmm. He's been listening since our Thor 2 episode. Yeah. <laughs> that joke's getting old. All right. I'll stop. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I'll knock it off. It was good. No, I hear you. A little too bad. I, I, I SNL'd it. Yeah. I let the, it go a little exactly. bit too long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was fresh and fun for a while. Yeah. yeah. But now it's just like. We brought it back for the fourth time. Yeah. Let's it's, that, yeah. pull that tampon out. Let's bury it. It's, <laughs> we're not going to make it into a movie. Yeah. Because uh, Pete Weaver. Hi, Leftovers. I just wanted to send you guys a quick mail to thank you for what is without a doubt the funniest ducking podcast out there. It got He must have got autocorrected. <laughs> he wanted to go for fucking. Autocorrect gave us ducking. I've been there. I've sent the ducking text <laughs> oh, by. Yeah, same. Oh, that's ducking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, shit. I only recently discovered you. Uh, him and Brandon have a lot in common, though. Right. Oh, yeah. Brandon loves this guy. Yeah, he's not jealous at all of this guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that shit pisses me off. <laughs> I only recently discovered you. Uh, having had some time off work due to some twat breaking my jaw and needing surgery. Ooh, wow. That's Damn. one mighty twat. Wow. <laughs> Good God. I don't think we've ever gotten that in an email, ever. That's, that's some <laughs> dangerous oral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I spe- was he like? Never mind. That was going to be a bad taste. Oh yeah. Never mind. Oh, God. Oh, that was Frank. That well, was- I was going to say something about him going down on China, but she's dead. Ooh. So is my infant son. But- <laughs> <laughs> it's her final act. She broke his jaw. Yeah, that's scientifically inaccurate. Her twat wouldn't be as strong now that she's decomposed. Oh, yeah, God. just ask Jay. Yeah. <laughs> he took a trip to Chinatown. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, I said it. Uh, I especially love listening at night, much Ooh. to my wife's delight, who bought me one of those pillars, pillow speaker things so I can listen without keeping her awake. Ironic, since she snores like a warthog and one day may be smothered by the same fucking pillow. Well, this dude's <laughs> going to be divorced here soon. Jesus Christ. This is crazy. This guy talks about having his jaw being broke by some twat and then needing surgery, and now he's talking about killing his wife with a pillow. <laughs> this is fucked she up. She snores like a warthog. This is very nice, up. man. It's crazy. These emails get weirder. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this is probably already too long for Brian, so keep up the good work, guys. Pete Weaver from Lincoln, UK, in the UK. All right. Thanks, yeah. Pete. Lincoln, UK. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. I've never heard of Lincoln in the United Kingdom. Yeah, so it's a weird United Kingdom place, it right? It is. Lincoln. Should be like uh, Lincolnshire wood. <laughs> Lincolnshire wood. Lincolnshire wood. <laughs> Lincolnshire wood and ham. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Rolls off the top. The old wooden sham. Uh, Derek Eagle is our next email. Oh, this guy. Yeah, he donated. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, I miss you guys doing uh, Mary F. Kills, so I figured I'd give you one. Yay, I miss him too. Arrow, you're not gonna, you're not gonna like this one. Arrow edition. Uh, let's do it. Uh, Felicity, Thea, and Laurel. I don't know who these people are. I know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. P.S. Jason, you can just do Mary Kill since we know who your fuck is. Uh, Derek Eagle. What are the names again? Felicity, Thea, and Laurel. Mm, Laurel. That's that doesn't sound like a very sexy name. I'm gonna no. kill Laurel. Laurel Lance. I, I'm not doing this one. I mean. I, uh, okay, I, Felicity, I would probably fuck Felicity. Yeah. Uh, Laura, Laurel, I think she's dead already. Spoilers, so. Jay would fuck kill her. Kill her. Yeah, Jay would fuck her. And, uh, I guess I'd marry Thea, who I have no idea who that is. Yeah. I miss the Mary fuck kills. Let's hear some yeah, good ones. Good ones. Yeah. Alright, thanks, Derek. You can fly like an eagle on out of here. Uh, you want to take a quick break? Yeah, yeah I, have I, to. I, I hear. Destiny's I, loose. Yeah, Destiny's loose. <laughs> Be right back. Bacon pancakes, bacon pancakes, takes a bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes, bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes, takes a bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Would be funny if I couldn't stop it. <laughs> Just another hour and a half of this, and then we're Oh, that's beautiful, man. All right. All right. Hey, we're back. Uh, hey, we are. It was funny. We all ate bacon pancakes on break. Yeah. Oh, they were delicious. Yeah. Yummy. Uh, between that and Pokemon Go, me and Jake actually tried playing in the yard. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Brian got his starter Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. It's all downhill from there. You're hooked. Uh, no. No. Not. No. Not. <laughs> yeah, your yard sucks, Frank. We're trying to get Brian hooked, and you got nothing. I know. There. It's like it, the, my. I don't even have a fucking cul-de-sac. The road just ends here. Yeah. So it's just out in the middle of fucking a field nowhere. Bullshit. Yeah. All right. Uh, got an email here from Noah. Uh, it's titled. Panache's pussy in Spanish. 
Mm. Was that was that something that we talked about Panache on an episode earlier? Probably the same episode we were doing Elmer Fudd impersonation. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey guys. First, I honestly think that the show is a gift enough. I think anyone who thinks they deserve a reward for donating can go fuck themselves. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is fitting with the episode, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of people that can go fuck themselves, I wanted to thank Cody Roberts who donated first donator to give thirty dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, wow. He's gonna be on the show. Yeah, and we got another listener, Jake. I don't know if it was Harmon or somebody, but they donated it as well. So. Wasn't me. Damn. Yeah, but I, it wasn't you. I don't listen. But, uh, <laughs> Noah, no, hey, Cody and Jake, Noah says go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be listening to that episode. Uh, Brian, remember how you felt when that guy you messaged read your comment on a live chat and you geeked out? Now, I don't know about the rest of the army, but when I heard my email read, that's exactly how I felt. Ha ha. It's been a while since then, but I've, been, I've had a question I've really wanted answered from all of you. What is your all-time favorite comic book, not run, or series, just one singular book, oh. your top favorite, and how might I go about getting a hold of it? Do you know a website that has it, or if it's still on shelves, I'd be really interested in reading what you guys think is your personal favorite. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's a tough question. That is a tough question. Like, off the top of my head, I just oh, I don't even know. Let me think. <laughs> Do you need a moment? Because my short might's uh, probably enough to give you a sec to think about that. Then say it already. Killing joke. I mean, I, it, you could probably count the number of uh, one-off comic books that I've read on one hand, but I've read it and a couple others. I just think it's really good and it's really timely, especially with the uh, the new uh, cartoon film coming out soon. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to say, I mean, there's probably something that I feel stupid that I'm forgetting, but one of the biggest single issues for me was Thunderbolts number one. Okay. I, I the original re- series. The original yeah. series. The very first one. That The ending blew my fucking dick off, Yeah, and it really cemented Kurt Busiek as one of my favorite writers, and every now and again, I still go back and read the original run of that comic to this day. Uh, you can find it on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. They have the original run of Thunderbolts, so I'm having a hard time with this one. It's tough, it's, it's a hard, tough it's question. Think of like a singular issue, you know. Like I said, there's probably something that, yeah, I'm just not thinking of that I love too. I'll probably, you know what? I'm just gonna go with Saga Number One. Yeah, that's, Saga Number One. That's, I mean, that's great. It got me into that whole universe, and it hooked me, man. I. I I really fell in love with that comic book because of that issue. The quality's dri- dipped a little bit. It's not as good as it was. Um, um, but No, it's actually getting better. But but on the flip side, that, that first issue, for me, I'd never read anything like it. I just thought it was awesome, that whole world they set up. Yeah, the world building in that first issue was incredible. Yeah. I was hooked right away from the first issue, too. What's neat about that story is that Brian K. Vaughn, he wanted to do kind of like a really out-there space opera but he also wanted to incorporate things from his life into the book, whether it had to do with family, but mostly it had to do with like the birth of his first child and what him and his wife experienced. So he took some of those experiences and put them into a space opera. So not only is it like a really cool like you know space opera type book with crazy characters, but it's also a personal story too. That is cool. I think that's the best when you take something fantastic and add a dose of reality. Yeah. It's always good storytelling. Yeah. I think that's what Peter Boners did in the first episode of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, do, too. I, think, I think another great comic to me was Batman number five. Yes. The, the new 52 version. Yes. yes. Where basically the premise is 
Batman has been captured and drugged by the Court of Owls. Yeah. And you as a reader feel like you're drugged too because the comic actually forces you to physically turn it in every direction as you're reading the comic. It's the comic book. Like it, it slowly, completely yeah. rotates around the order you're reading the panel. So like about halfway through, you're holding the comic upside down to even follow it. Holy and shit. I, I've never experienced a comic book reading experience quite like it. Yeah, it, that's a must. That's a must read. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a big one too. And like I said, I'm sure there's other huge moments. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Batman Incorporated silent issue. Oh. I, I, I don't remember the number it was, but it was after the death of Damien. Yeah. It's that first issue after the death of Damien and it's a silent issue. And that book is amazing. Yeah. That, that was a good book. Yeah. I thought the Hickman Fantastic Four book that came out after Johnny Storm died was really amazing. There's some stuff with, uh, Peter Parker's Spider-Man consulting franklin richards oh wow that really fucking tugged at me because i mean it was franklin's uncle that died yeah and of course peter parker had experience with his uncle yeah. fam- famously dying and like the bonding between those two characters really pulled at my heartstrings yeah and it doesn't stop i mean like th- that's the whole thing with like uh peter parker with the fantastic four with those kids it's yeah. like it's a great story yeah, yeah that was a great issue i mean there's yeah. tons of great issues out there it's yeah. hard to narrow it down to my one favorite issue right yeah, you can like like Jake said, you can read a lot of what we said on Marvel Unlimited and the other things. I don't know. It's like you could probably like Saga Number One. You could read that through the Image Service. Yeah, now. even Comicology. I think you could buy the whole first trade for like yeah. four ninety nine. Yeah, which I mean, you're doing yourself a favor buying that. Well, even those first issues, they usually let you read those for free. Yeah, that's true. So. I think Saga Number One is free on it's Comicology. Free. Yeah. Uh, Flashpoint is the title of the season three premiere episode of The Flash. Hmm. Anyways, I'll keep it short. Haha, joke. Just kidding. This email is long as fuck. Yeah. Uh, from Noah. And his last name is Beershank. Mm. <laughs> I've had that happen to me before. Beershank. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Cody Shackelford. Uh, howdy, leftovers. Howdy. 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 This is a guy that's going to be on our show, right? That was uh, I don't know unless he go unless that's a nickname unless Cody's a nickname because we got we got a uh, who was it who was it that contributed was it Cody Roberts oh a different Cody yeah okay thank we, God uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> wow guy comes out with howdy and you're just like uh, fuck you yeah <laughs> basically wow we just lost this guy's donation howdy 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 what is he fucking Woody. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, man. I didn't know this was going to be a roast. Peter Boners approves this roast. I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't get the invitation to the Cody Shack for roast. (laughs) Who do you think you are? Howdy doody? Howdy doody. Howdy doody time? Uh Uh, I was listening to the Martian episode, which was released before I began listening. In that episode, you do shameful plugs. I laughed so hard in my car, I nearly, uh, it, oh, I nearly lost the butt plug in my butt. Oh, man. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> I laughed so hard in my car, I nearly ran over a group of puppies. What? what? <laughs> I would have been. I couldn't have, couldn't have slept that Where night. Where the fuck's he driving with a bunch of puppies in the street? He was driving through the pound. <laughs> Jake, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, howdy guy. And now he- 
driving through the pound. <laughs> I agree with Frank. Where is he almost running over like a group of puppies? He was busy writing this email and went off road. Did they, no, do they have puppy pounds? I mean, I no puppies. I, no, I, I, no, hold on. I remember pound puppies. The, that property from the eighties. But are there really dog pounds anymore? Do they have dog pounds? They got like shelters. Yeah. Is that like, like paws is that a, is or that a, whatever? Is that a friendly name for a pound? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Basically. <laughs> and now they call them like no kill shelters or kill shelters. And oh, they actually sad. they call them kill shelters. I've heard of them called as kill shelters. Oh, man, these pounds are such pussies now. These That's are like, so badass. It's like the Auschwitz of uh, <laughs> like you see <laughs> of the dog world. Get you in the those? showers. <laughs> All right, Fido. Time for a shower. I wonder if they, I wonder if they, like schnauzers, they call it schnauzwitz. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, that's fucked up, man. Like, there's like, like, hold on. Can you imagine, like, you know, just like being like one puppy and going, oh, I'm going to the no kill shelter. But then, like, on the flip side, your buddy mm. is going to the kill shelter. Well, yeah. you, like there, you see advertisements all the time on Facebook about like come adopt a pet because yeah. you know they've only got so long before we <laughs> kill them. <laughs> There's like a little timer going. Off. <laughs> wow, this is a dark, this is a dark email. <laughs> this dog's only good for 160 days. Come on, day 161. Yeah, no it, good. Once it gets zero, there's like a little graphic of a dog of a dog's head exploding. Yeah, they put those necklaces around it, <laughs> like the Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when when Sarah McLaughlin stops singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. Well, that'll never they'll never die then. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So he almost ran up for some puppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should bring that back and see if you can get under more podcasters' skin. Uh, the clip you p- played from the other podcast was so hilarious. <laughs> it's so refreshing to listen to you guys who don't give a flying fuck about what other people think or do. I don't know how I could listen to podcasts who take themselves so seriously. It's a fucking podcast, people. Uh, keep it up with the crude sophomoric content, Cody. Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He told this guy, howdy, yeah, go fuck you. It got better. It, it got, got better. better. All right. Yeah. It went to ac- almost accidentally killing dogs. <laughs> it got better. Not dogs. Not, not full-grown dogs. Puppies. Just, puppies. Like these little Cute puppies. little puppies. Cute little puppies. Like veal. Running around, prancing around, and... <laughs> Cody's about to <laughs> barrel into him. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Dude, oh, those, those shameless plugs oh, I thought right over this. I don't even know what you call a group of puppies. A Sorry, of puppies. Spot. I almost turned you into a spot on the road there. Wow. <laughs> Greg Caliente. Hey. This guy. Yeah, Greg Caliente. Uh, Greg Alenti sends us an email. Brian, I'm listening to your excitement over the new Justice League movie, and it's killing me. You're starting to remind me of a friend of mine from college who used to get loaded and keep hooking up with his ex over and over again, even though <laughs> she broke his heart every time. Of course, the studio is going to give us a positive spin on the movie's development, but big picture, they've admitted having to change direction after BVS. They made some personnel changes as a result, and all of this is just happening just as production for this film is starting. Sounds like an impending clusterfuck to me. I want to be excited, but I just can't. I'm listening to that little voice over my shoulder telling me that it's not worth it, that it will just get my heart broken again. Greg Caliente. Mm, interesting. I don't blame him for having that attitude. I mean, if he likes it, it'll it'll be less of a letdown. Yeah. Then. Well, he's, he's basically comparing me to some... 
well, not to bring up this sad subject again, so, uh, uh, a lovesick puppy. Uh, he's comparing me to a lovesick puppy that keeps going back to that ex that keeps breaking my heart. And, and I honestly, I think I have built up some calluses in the DC EU. Mm-hmm. I, I, Batman v Superman was the first to kind of callous me to this universe. You know, it wasn't what I wanted from the movie. I could kind of tell going in that it wasn't what I wanted. But on the flip side, Greg, I can't get on here if I'm reading great news and just go back and say, ah, they're going to fuck it up anyway, which I believe they can. Mm -hmm. I believe they can still fuck this up. But when I report the news, I'm going to report what I felt when I read it, whether it's true or not, whether that's the final product that we get. I don't want to get on here and read all these things that I think sound positive and just say, ah, well, it's all positive shit, but – you know, Zach and crew, they're going to fuck it up again. There's a difference. I mean, at least this is positive actual news. It's not just hype. You know, it's actual reports yeah. of things that are actually in the, the impending film. Right. So, I mean, everything that we heard leading up to Batman v Superman was a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. And that was all news. Yeah, I so, think, yeah, we all agreed. At least, at least this stuff is factual and positive, and mm-hmm. it's not just what the studio's choosing to spin. Well, and I mean, they brought everybody in for these set visits and they wanted to get mixed to negative guys, mixed to negative reviews, reviewers uh-huh. there to hopefully put some positive spin on this. And I think for the majority they did, most people that went to the set visits left and reported that they really liked what they saw. Uh-huh. They liked the concept art. They liked the direction. They liked what Zach had to say, what Deborah Snyder had to say. Uh, they liked what Ben had to say about you know his solo films. It sounded like DC kind of like, they knew what they got wrong, and they're gonna they're they're injecting some youth in it with Ezra Miller playing the Flash and and with Ray Fisher playing Cyborg, and that these guys are gonna be fun characters that that they're gonna make Batman more fun. And they already said Batman. Th- part of the synopsis is Batman's got his humanity back. I don't think mm-hmm. we're gonna see you know Judge Dredd Batman blasting people with guns <laughs> and shit. <laughs> so I think I think we're gonna see a Batman with his humanity back after the events that we saw in Batman v Superman. I like the news, Greg. I, I'm, I, I, and I'm not saying that they're not going to fuck it up. There's a big chance that they will screw this up. Yeah. But based on the news that I was given, I wanted. I also, yeah, I guess I fell into the trap again. I guess I fell into that ex-girlfriend pussy trap. It's again. still it, there's still the threat of hope, though, that, that they admitted they fucked up. Yeah. Instead of like the girlfriend coming back being like making excuses for why they did what they did and doubling down on the mistakes, right? They admit that they fucked up and they know that they needed to change it. So yeah, yeah. At least we've got that we're in therapy now yeah. yeah i'm glad they changed direction right before production yeah fucking don't go in the same direction that was yeah. a terrible direction mm-hmm. it was it yeah. was the worst thing you can do is just not to admit that to yourself mm-hmm. and just keep pushing forward yeah and we thought it was a terrible direction oh there's a lot of people out there that really enjoyed batman v superman yeah, a lot of idiots that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> world's full of them <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, next, uh, next email comes from at Fat Murdick on Twitter. Uh, it was a, it, it's salutations, fellas. Uh, salutations. There's a four dollar word. <laughs> you get this guy and the howdy guy together. They can start a podcast. <laughs> uh, I wanted to know what your top three sitcoms of all time are. Uh, <laughs> love the show. Keep oh, on my. rocking, guys. Love Double D at Fat Murdick. Gosh, these questions putting you on the spot. I I got two of them. I've got two of them right off the bat. I think. Yeah, I got I got them all. I got all three. Let's hear them. 
I'm going to say number three, I am going to go with Seinfeld. Nice. Seinfeld. Number two, going to go with Frasier. Mm. And number one, Arrested Development. Nice. It's my number one. There's something about that show. I, I love Arrested Development. I, I think it reinvented the sitcom, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Except for the fourth season. We can all agree. But I'd say the first season, second season were just brilliant. Third season yeah. kind of dipped a little bit. But that was because they were worried about getting canceled. And yeah. it was a shortened season. Uh, and they had to wrap it up real quick. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Arrested Development. I love Will Arnett. Uh, in that I love his job was just awesome. I loved, uh, the whole blue family was just crazy, man. I loved it. Nice. I got, I got, I got a top four here. Four. Okay. Number four is cheers for me. Yeah. Love cheers. Yeah. That, that would be my, that would be my fourth too. Number three is Seinfeld. Number two would be parks and recreation. And number one would be Simpsons. I know, I know it's a cartoon and everything, yeah. but I mean, it's still very it's much sitcom. the sitcom formula. Yeah. So, as opposed to trying to put them in order, uh, I would also say Seinfeld, but I am going to add a fourth because I don't want to sound like a parrot. Um, I, I really like The Office and How I Met Your Mother was great. Uh, yeah. You did not, not be fan I of loved, I loved the first few seasons. I felt like the middle seasons were bad, and then I thought it got better towards the end. Gotcha. Just overall. Gotcha. <laughs> but no, I can understand why it's up there. Yeah, and then... I watched them all, so... Yeah, it was really good. And then, uh, even though I'm not caught up on it, I'm a big fan of the Big Bang Theory because there's just so many pop culture drops in it. So I really like that one. I've been getting more and more frustrated with that show. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched like the last season and a half. I've just yeah. been too busy. So what's your number one? I didn't really group them in order, but if I had to say you there'd be a number pussy. one. If I if I was to just to pluck one out, I'd say it's the, <laughs> o- the Office. All right, that's a good pick. Okay. Yeah, you should have just ended with The Office then. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> Well, like I said, I had to pick a fourth because Seinfeld was in there, too, and I didn't just want to sound like I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Next email comes from Rebecca Darling. 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 Oh, yeah. I've seen her on Twitter. I I always think of, like, Thurston Howell the third. Was it fourth? Or what was he? I don't know. Yeah. Rebecca Darling. Darling. Hey, Leftovers. I have to say, uh, please don't use my last name. Uh, don't say Darling. <laughs> wow, she's on to us. She's like, don't say it like that. That's what she said. I pledge $5 for to stop <laughs> saying my name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to say, after listening to your last podcast with all the DC news for Justice League, you have really gotten me excited for a DC movie, something I haven't felt in a really long time. I am an unapologetic Marvel fangirl, and at first I found myself siding with Jacob Harmon and his cautious optimism. But by the end, I am really looking forward to this movie. Can't wait to see The Flash and his interactions with the other characters especially. Thanks for your enthusiasm and being great at what you do, Rebecca. So she's like the anti-Greg Caliente. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> you know, I got Greg over here saying, ah, hey, you're just running back to that fucking whore who ruins your life every time. <laughs> Brian, you're an idiot. You're an, I'm your bro and I'm trying to tell you I'm not, you don't get hurt. And then I got Rebecca saying, no, man. 
I understand why he's going back. The pussy's good. <laughs> <laughs> it can be good, you know. It knows hey, it fucked up. Yeah, there, there's been some. There's, you know, we've had we've had some rocky times, but there's nothing better than that makeup sex with DC if a movie's good, right? Yeah, yeah, That's true. So. We've never got along in the first place. So. Exactly. <laughs> Jake's just been hate fucking the movie <laughs> once a year. <laughs> once a year. Well, whenever no. they come out, <laughs> once every three years. Yeah, once yeah. every three. Next email comes from uh, David Isaac. Uh, Hello, leftovers. Going on vacation in August, and it is a full in-law f- uh, family vacation. Oh. Seeing as how it is impossible for you guys to put me out of my misery, <laughs> that's not impossible. No, for a donation of $10, <laughs> we'll poison your fucking coffee. Uh, I am going to stock up on a few trades so I can ignore the drama and bullshit I'm sure I'm going to have to endure. <laughs> He's so optimistic. <laughs> I would like your opinions as to what trades I should get. I have the essential Batman stories, all older, so nothing after uh, and including Court of Owls, and would like at least one Batman trade. Otherwise, I'm pretty open to any character from any company. Thanks for all you guys do, and fuck T.J. Lamb. Yeah. David Isaac. David Isaac. He hates T.J. Lamb. Oh, I know he does. He's forever fucking He fucking hates him. Yeah, fuck the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like Silence of the Lambs. No. He doesn't like that Lamb, lamb Chop, Chop Puppet character. No, fuck that Lamb Chop Puppet. Yeah, he doesn't like none of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb? No. No. He killed it. He snapped that lamb's neck. Yeah, he hates cotton balls. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hates it all. Yeah. So he wants a Batman trade? Yeah. I mean, hush, right? If he... Yeah, absolutely. Hush. Yeah, Jeff Loeb, Jim Lee. I mean, gorgeous, great book. Yeah, Hush is awesome. He said he read Court of Owls, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'd go with Hush then. Yeah, Hush is great. Um, if you've already read Hush, I, I think another really good one is the uh, another Jeff Loeb, um, the one that Tim Sale drew, the uh, the Long Halloween. Is that what it was called? It was a, it was a. I think I'm butchering the name, but it came out. It was a 12 issue series. Yeah, I, I I don't know if you got the name right. I, I didn't get the name right. Yeah. Let me see if I can figure it out. It's a really great mystery story. Yeah, oh, you want me to pause it? Yeah. Let me okay. Figure this out. Yeah, it's the Long Halloween. The long it's Halloween. called. Uh, Tim Sales, a favorite artist of mine. Really gorgeous book and really fun. It was fun to read monthly, but even it's even better read as the collected trade. So, yeah, seek it out. Uh, I would uh, definitely pick up uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, He said he's not opposed to characters from other companies. Okay, okay. Uh, It's not a Spider-Man-centric book. It's about, like, the Z-list Spider-Man villains and them all getting together and what... uh, what fucked up shenanigans they get into. It's a great, great book. Um, I don't know how many trades it went. I, I don't think it went more than... I don't think it went more than 18 issues. Mm. But uh, I have them all in single issues, and I love that whole fucking That's story. the Nick Spencer stuff? Nick Spencer, yeah. Mm. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I would definitely check that out. Any other things that you would... I mean, check out the Kevin Smith Daredevil run. I mean, it's six issues... Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's back when I loved Kevin Smith, and I mean, it still holds up. I could read it to this day and still really like it. Isaac's a big fan of Kevin Smith, so... Oh, yeah. If you're a big fan of Kevin Smith and you haven't read the Kevin Smith Daredevil run, I believe it's eight issues. Yeah. uh, Somewhere right around there. It's all collected in one trade. It's, uh, like, so much better. Leaps and bounds better than his Batman stuff, so... Yes, yes. It's his best work, I think, in comics, easily. 
Uh, Joe Casada did the art for it, so it's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you can't really catch him doing interiors much, and you know, usually just does covers currently, and it's great seeing him do just every page of this thing. Yeah. So great, great villain reveal at the end of this thing too. Uh, Alex Cowley sends us an email. It's titled "Batman Destroyed My Vagina." <laughs> okay. And what's part of that DC drop that I have? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. You look. You sounded. Confused. What? Where'd that even come yeah. from? Yeah. yeah. No. No. You said it's Alex. It's a guy, right? Or is that not? Alex could be a chick. Yeah. Al- Alex could be a girl. could be Alexis, and she goes by uh, Alex. Oh, Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. It's probably a dude. I should not assume the gender. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. I came across your podcast about a month ago, and I've been binge listening ever since. I drive a truck hours, so finding a podcast as long and entertaining as yours is a lifesaver. Between the advertised content and the random banter, it keeps a guy awake. Keep up the good shit. And he goes, fuck Hopner. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, he really says that? <laughs> yeah. He put fuck Hotner. I don't think he knew how to spell his name. Oh, yeah. Who does? Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, no. That's mean. I know. I'm a jerk. <laughs> I wouldn't say fuck Hopner. Hopner's a good guy. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. He's just a bad podcaster. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that was the entire email from Alex. So... Yeah, thank you, Alex. All yeah, right. it's great. Uh, next email comes from Wayne Brunius. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, leftovers and showrunner Brian. <laughs> this guy can't get over it. it well, he uh, he doesn't even include me as one of the leftovers. Yeah, you're showrunner. I'm just showrunner. <laughs> showrunner Brian. I'm I'm just happy he didn't put off my producer. Yeah. <laughs> So the other day, I was sitting in the McDonald's drive-thru listening to Jake jack off while doing backflips over the new Justice League news. <laughs> when I saw online that I could get Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition digital copy for $10 on Voodoo with this promotion T-Mobile was running. So as I'm snaking my way through the line, I keep on putting off the purchase since I know I'm buying the Blu-ray on July 19th, and it wouldn't make much sense to have two copies of the same movie. But being the DC mark that I am... I go ahead with the purchase and become the proud owner of the Batman v Superman digital copy. I have a few thoughts on this new edition. Number one, AT&T DSL sucks for streaming or even browsing the web. I like how this guy just throws in, like, random shit. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the movie. Like, I, I don't care that you're in fucking line at McDonald's <laughs> and all this other crap. Like, or that you use AT&T, AT&T DSL. Yeah, T-Mobile's promotion. I, last email, it tells me he's going to clean up his room and shit. Well, he's probably meaning for it to be more of a commentary of like the medium itself. Stop because sticking, you don't da- stop sticking up for this guy. No, it's that's what he's getting at. <laughs> you don't download it. You don't watch it straight off the disc. So sometimes buffering can have an impact. Not when you stream them on iTunes. Am I supposed to believe that Bruce Wayne would be caught dead driving the streets of Metropolis in a jeep? Number oh, that was number two. Number three, this version has a better storyline and some scenes are edited in a more cohesive order. Number four, the Lex Luthor framing Superman for the events in Nairobi and subsequently blowing up the Capitol building makes sense. And apparently Lois is the only person besides Lex that has everything figured out. Number five, I saw this movie three times in theaters and I never noticed that one of Martha's pearls fell from the gutter where she was killed and into the bat cave that Bruce fell into during the funeral. Uh, thanks for the laughs. Now I'm going to lay in bed and watch 
House Hunters until The Killing Joke hits theaters on July 25th. He's going to be uh, locked up in his room uh, for a month watching House Hunters, apparently, in his bed. Mm. Hopefully with a gun, because that much House Hunters would make me want to kill myself. What is House Hunters? Is it like an HDTV thing? Yeah, it's a bunch of Travel snobby motherfuckers that are looking for houses. And, like, all these people, you could tell, like, they've been schooled by the producers. Like, don't call this a room. Call it a space. If I go, if I go on IMDb and I look up the, the storyline synopsis for this, it's going to Snobby motherfuckers. Snobby, <laughs> snobby motherfuckers. I can't stand it, man. Looking for house. Kelly watches it, dude. I can't stand it. Oh, I cannot God. do it. I had an ex-girlfriend, and that's all we did is watch, like, trading spaces. Oh, oh my God. Mm. Oh, my God. All the time. All the time. HDTV all the time in my house. Mm. I had to listen to Move That Bus like a zillion times, too. <laughs> that fucking extreme home makeover. Oh, God, I never saw that. Ty Pennington screaming at me all the time. Now I know what people like hear when they listen to me yell. <laughs> they hear that jackass. I, now I get why people don't like me. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Am I losing you, Frank? No. Yeah. I'm losing Jake. Look at you. <laughs> oh, I'm great. You're talking about HGTV. I don't give a fuck. No, he elicited got, his grumpy groans. I got nothing yeah. to contribute here. Yeah. HGTV. Yeah. I don't know. I just had, I had an ex. I know. I was talking about you just leaning back. Oh, that feels great. I know. <laughs> that, when we're recording it, we're recording at Frank's. Like, you guys are in recliners. <laughs> I know. It's you great. guys are like in Lazy Boy recliners. It's fantastic. Jay's fired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a, this is a website comment. We got, I actually, I went to our website and somebody left us a comment on our website. I'm so glad someone went somebody there. Somebody went there. <laughs> Maybe you, but. <laughs> Last time I went there, there was an animated tumbleweed that rolled, <laughs> rolled across the screen with a cricket on top of it. And it was like, wow, okay. So it's from Ricky, uh, spelled with an I at the end. Uh, hey, Leftovers, great podcast. Uh, listen to old episodes every day while doing deliveries for work. I'm from Australia and have been listening for a month or so now. Love the reviews and banter. You totally sold me on the one-up box service. <laughs> I think you need to add a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical, uh, nonsensical, nonsensical crap uh, to your range. Uh, cheers and thanks for the laughs. Wow, nice. So, Ricky. Wow, that's an old reference, too. He's only been listening for a month and a half. He must really be listening to the old... At the end of every episode, you hear it. Oh, oh it's still there? Okay. Yeah, I play that for everybody to, like, yeah, so, yeah, it's still being played. Okay. So, yeah, so it's not like, you know, even Brandon McLean knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, God, here we go. Another email from Shy A. Nechi, our, uh, our hip... Listener from uh, Amsterdam. All right, this is a dude that they, uh, you know, he, he's he turned up, turned up. <laughs> oh yeah. god, yeah, this guy. I'm about to get turned up listening to this email. Here we go. Here we go with Shyanetchi. He says, "Yo, BJ and J." <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. That's how he comes out with it. Comes out with guns blazing. BJ and J. Yeah. Here we go, Mister Hip. Uh, what's cracking? What's crackalacking? Back here from Amsterdam. He's the goddamn Amsterdam. <laughs> He's the a- Amsterdamist. Amsterdam. Amster hot Dameron. Uh, I was going to write in after the Guardians, uh, not Guardians of the Galaxy, Game of Thrones Episode 9, uh, then finale, but I forgot, then forgot again. Anyway, that shit was the fucking tits. 
The fucking tits. This I guy like nineteen. That shit was the fucking tits. The fucking tits. That shit was. What's oh, cracking? <laughs> that Game of Thrones. That episode got me turned up. Turned. Wow. <laughs> that shit was the tits. <laughs> the last two episodes were big time Tupperware. Battle of the Bastards. More like Battle of the fucking Moron who doesn't know how to dodge an arrow. Oh. 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 Ooh. Wow. Rickon's dead. Leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was really good. Uh, Lady Mormont got more balls than all of the North. Jake knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, God. I checked everyone at Winterfall's balls. I just picture this guy looking just like fucking Justin Bieber. He does. Oh God. And Sansa finally got a revenge. That was pretty neato burrito. <laughs> does he really say neato burrito? Can't you just say it was sweet or cool or normal? All right, I'm this guy, I like this guy. Shy and Etchy is none of those things. This guy's one of my <laughs> this guy's one of my favorite emailers. I can't lie. I love it. I wish he emailed every week. Jesus no, Christ. stop <laughs> it. Stop it. It just comes uh, off so douchey. It sounds like Jersey Shore. Oh, it would be Neato Burrito if he sent an email every <laughs> oh, week. Oh God. I can hear the next one. Fuck you, Frankie Wanky. I was listening to some older podcasts. Love that extensive tangent on Greg Smallwood's ginormous penis. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that I remember. Were you here for that one? No. Oh, okay. That's great though. I also had a really great idea for the show, actually. Uh oh. I think Brian should move. Into an off-mic producer <laughs> position. Oh, man. No, but all jokes aside, that dude was a dildo. Yeah. But in the future, if these trolls do send dickhole emails like that, wouldn't it be better just to ignore it? Like, have them listen, waiting all episode for their smegma email to get read out loud, but you never end up reading it. Just be like, we'll get to the rest of the emails next week. And they'll just keep listening. It's probably some 12-year-old jerking off into his dad's socks anyway, right? But I guess it's like a freedom of the press situation. Uh, you know, I we do that for their second email. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll read your first asinine email. But like, if you follow, like, like who was it? It was um, Melvin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Melvin sent a second email, and I didn't read it. I'm not going to waste our time reading. It was more plagiarism, too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to read his bullshit email a second time. I mean. But a lot of times we do like we do address the trolls. You know, it's kind of sometimes it's kind of fun for us because we troll them right back. I mean, it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just watched Batman v Superman Ultimate. Sometimes I don't like turning the other cheek. No. Yeah, it's you no. know it's like everybody's ah take the high road, take the high road. You know that fuck that. Yeah, we pull our pants down and show them the cheek. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just watched Batman v Superman Ultimate. Damn, this seems to be like a theme throughout this episode. People are like waiting for us to watch this fucking thing. Yeah, we just uh, got three hours. And yeah, sorry, J-Man, but this movie can still fuck off. Oh. It was just so fucking convoluted and too much squeezed into three hours. This could have easily been two movies. I would have appreciated that more. Nevertheless, the soundtrack that carried from Man of Steel was still sick. Also, the action was also quite cool. But that whole Martha biz, which was the turning point in the entire movie, was like, meh. <laughs> that whole Martha biz was like, meh. Meh. <laughs> only I one, love this guy. This guy. O- only one thing I want to comment about it is I, I don't know what people... About the Martha biz? No, I don't know what people expected them to fix with 32 extra minutes of footage. But it's not like you're going to get somebody else playing Lex Luthor. They're not going to change like that big pivotal no, scene. I, 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 Frank th- tosses it. No, I, <laughs> well, I mean, you can't expect those things to be changed just in the ultimate no, edition. 
No, Lex is still going to be a shit character. Right. What they're saying is being corrected is the plot holes. Right. It's this this what I'm hearing is that this version where that you had plot holes, this provides plot fillers I've, so that the story's more cohesive. Right. I've seen it and I know. I'm just I just don't want to give away what my feelings are on it, but like people I see them still bitching about things that you shouldn't have expected to right. be different. Yeah, Frank tosses it. Yeah, it's not like you add 30 minutes and all of a sudden Cavill can act. So Did he get more lines? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not many, but yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 I've heard some reviews. I know some of the things that actually happened in the movie. You know, I know that he knows, he, he doesn't know that there's a bomb in the, right. in the, in the yeah. chair. It's lead covered. Yeah. Explain Which, that. yeah, it wasn't explained in oh, the original film. I know. I'm just saying, like, it, I, from, for me, filling some of the plot holes and, you know, filling those, I think it could help the movie. But yeah, you're not, there's no way to fix his portrayal of Lax. Right. I mean, it's still garbage. Mm-hmm. I could agree with that. Yeah. But you can also look at the movie filling those plot holes and if, if I'm does, not saying anything about the rest of the okay. movie at all. It's okay. just, just the things that I don't understand people bitching about is the things you would not expect to be changed or different in this version. I think Jesse Eisenberg did a good performance. I I, I, I don't I don't blame him for the portrayal of Lex. If he wasn't Lex, Lex Luthor. But I don't right. blame him for that portrayal of Lex. I mean he, gave, think, he was given direction. Yeah, I right. think in a, in a vacuum, like it's a good acting job, you know. Mm. Just give him a different name. <laughs> it's just the direction was was terrible. <laughs> He's not Lex. That's my biggest problem. Like if you would have just made him like a different character completely. Yeah, I I I, I don't disagree, but mm. I, I I don't think he was in any way a terrible actor in that movie. Mm. I don't know about that. I don't know that that whole speech when he's up in front of uh, them talking about mythology. Yeah, and, I didn't like the nervous like where he'd rifle off yeah. some bit of like information from history or something. Like he's trying to have difficulty associating facts and knowledge with reality. That's good acting. I it just it seemed twitchy and weird to me though. I I don't know. I, I it was I, meant to seem twitchy and weird, but that's not what I would want it out of him as a. Lex Luthor. The argument isn't what you want. Yeah, but it's it's like also like defending like a performance of a twitchy weird character. Like, man, it's one of the best twitchy weird characters I've ever seen in a movie. I I'm a big fan of twitchy weird characters. And that oh really yeah, I'm a it. huge Rain Man fan. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did not fit the film for who he was supposed to portray. I don't know if that explains it any better. No. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just didn't like him. I didn't like him. I, you know, you can de- you can defend the twitchy like he, he, whatever character he was given direction to play, he nailed that, and he did. He, you know, his performance was great. Blah 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 blah. It's just like that's not what I wanted. You right. Know? Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely blame the the screenwriting and the direction he was given though more than his performance. I think he did a his performance was fine and not the problem. Ugh. Okay. Lastly, Brian, you really do need to get on Parks and Rec. That show is the tits. Mm-hmm. Second time something's been the tits in this. The tits. What else was the tits? What, what was the first thing? Oh, the Game of Thrones shit. Parks and Rec is the biggest tits, though. <laughs> uh, season one is a bit like, yeah, I need to sit down and focus. But seriously, after that, Ron Swanson will be your idol. And Archer, I know you're still not watching that either. Uh, all right, peace out. I just borrowed Doom from a colleague, so gonna see what this biatch is all about. Hashtag so, uh, sorry for longer, sorry for long email. Yeah, sorry for long email. Yeah, peace out.
Yeah, dude. Yeah, the first season of Parks is not great, but it's only six episodes, and it immediately becomes better season two. Mm. Was it on the fence after that first season? Yes. Is it on the chopping block? Yes. Okay. I think I remember that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Wow, Alex Kelly sent us another email. Didn't he already send us one? I think so. Okay, uh, here's another one from yeah, Alex. Yeah, because Frank called him a girl. Yeah. A oh, yep, yep. That's right. Uh, hey, guys, I recently found your <laughs> podcast about a month ago, and I've been binge listening ever since. since like Sounds the like same, the same email. I drive a truck. I think he didn't think we were going to read his email one week when I didn't read him, so he sent it again. Oh. God damn, impatient fucking truck drivers. <laughs> driving. <laughs> you got, are, you, are you driving trucks? I mean, is he, is he almost like running into puppies as he's driving? I don't like, yeah. Well, if he wasn't sending duplicate emails, he'd be able to keep his eyes on the road. Lay off the cocaine. Have some patience. <laughs> Jeez. I've been. Uh, you guys keep me keep it fresh and entertaining. I'm moving. Uh, I'm making the move from. Uh, is that M A? Is that Massachusetts? Yeah, uh, yeah. Maine. Maine. Maine's M E. M E. You're right. Yeah, M.A. is Massachusetts. M.A. is Massachusetts. So Massachusetts to Florida in a few weeks. Oh, we'll get an email for wrong. Mm. Somebody from uh, M.A. is going to let us know about it. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys are wrong. You need to know that you're wrong. Uh, I'm making the move from uh, Massachusetts to Florida in a few weeks, and I have already have 20-plus hours of your stuff downloaded. Uh, Keep it going, guys. I'm a huge D.C. fan. I can't wait for your review of the Suicide Squad or Justice League. I'm in the army now, Alex Cowley. So, Alex, we read both your emails. Chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah, whoa, whoa, dude, whoa. All right, well, we get to him. We try to get to him. Uh, next email comes from Neil, who also donated. He's a Patreon. Good patron. deal. So thank you, Neil. Uh, he's uh, the dude from the rest of Sons. Okay. He heard his first email, and he's like, you know what? I want to hear myself again. I want to plug my band again. I want to hmm. plug my... He does. He puts their uh, he put their uh, website in here, www.therestlesssons.com. Mm. Hey, assholes. We're back from Japan, and it was fucking awesome. Hey, welcome back. If you all ever had the chance to go there, fucking seize it. You will not be disappointed. Everyone was incredibly welcoming and patient with our dumb American asses. <laughs> Such an incredible experience. Anyway, on the flight back, I watched a few episodes of a... HBO Asia show called Half Worlds. I don't know if there's a way to watch it here in the States, but it was a really intriguing, it was really intriguing lore-wise. I'm not sure if it was my jet lag fueled delirium or the quality of the show itself, but the production value was incredibly high while the acting seemed very subpar. I was wondering if any of you had seen or heard of it, and if so, what you thought about it. No. Nope. Nope. That's a negative. Nope. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Never saw Half Worlds. Uh, also, if you, also, I've heard you briefly mention the BB show Misfits in conjunction with Joseph Gilgan, Cassidy from Preacher. If you haven't watched it yet, fucking do so. That show, at least the first three seasons, is the highest of Tupperwares for me. Thanks again for being such entertaining jackasses. I've never watched the show Misfits. Nope, that's a Maybe negative here too. I don't remember any of us <laughs> mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Might have been Jay. Might have been Jay. Who knows? So yeah, uh, I don't. Maybe it's available on demand. BBC, not sure, but uh, or something. I'm sure he'll email and let us know. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. We'll hear from you. We'll hear from you next week, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right dude. On. These emails are killing me. This. How week. many more? Uh, we got one. Two, three, Jesus. four, oh, no. five. Holy fuck. Five. Uh, five left and we're done. God take take a quick break. I got to pee. Okay, we'll take a quick break. 
we're back. Yeah, These emails are killing me this week, man. Yeah, hard to be super high energy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's do it, though. Finish the show with these. Okay. Uh, Banchester. Dan from Manchester. Oh, he's back. Us, yeah, he's back. I guess it's been long enough <laughs> since his last band. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, show is sick as ever. I'd love to donate to your Patreon or buy one of your shirts, but since the English pound is as useful as a blue shit-speckled Smurf fart... <laughs> Great. I'm a hold off for now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, down to business. Since I asked such a stellar question a few weeks back, let me hit you with another. Off the top of your head, which is your favorite comic book movie performance in a single movie? Sure, actors embody the character well, like Downey Jr. as Iron Man, but I'm just wondering if there's a singular movie performance that just blew your dick off. For me, I'd have to say Fassbender in First Class. I was just so drawn into his intensity and felt his rage as a character. Thanks for your time. He tries to give himself a new nickname here. I hate it. It's uh, Dan <laughs> Ban Wanchester. Mm, yeah, I hate it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm more... I Banchester. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it rolls yeah. right off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. Ban San Wanchester? Yeah, what the know. fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Caliente, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, P.S. I don't care how Superman returns in Justice League. As long as they're playing that epic score, I'll be crying my fucking eyes out for sure. So, pussy. <laughs> no, uh, what's your favorite singular performance of, uh, of a, uh, you know, he's not talking about uh, characters that embody, you know, like we all agree that, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is a great Iron Man and Patrick Stewart's a great uh, Charles Xavier. Yeah. Tom Holland's a really, really awesome Spider Man. But, like, what performance wise is there one that sticks out to you in these films that you just can't shake in a comic? I guess any comic book movie. Mm, I mean, it's hard not to say the Heath Ledger Dark Knight in this for this question mm-hmm. as far as that. performance goes. Yeah. So I don't know that we've ever topped that as far as the performance goes. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Hmm. If I had to go with like a second on that, I would say that uh, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine in Days of Future Past. Hmm. I liked him quite a lot in that, especially where he's having that banter with Beast where he's trying to open the door and he's getting at him. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about like yeah, like a like a awesome performance that just like grabs you. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I, I don't know that you can top Ledger's Joker in that area. I know there's got to be something, man. I know, I know. there's got to be I'm something. I'm thinking too. I'm thinking too. I really, I love Michael Keaton as as Bruce Wayne. Oh, I love it. I love the nut scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'll you want to get nuts? nuts. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Yeah. That's, oh, that's great. Not Jack Palance though. No. No. Hmm. That whole you my number one. Guy. I love that part. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, you mean? Uh, Jack Palance was the one that said that to Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Jack Ooh. Nicholson well, kind of said it. He repeats it to Bob. He repeats it to Bob the Goon, but yeah. Jack Palance says it originally. Yeah. Mm. Why, why are we talking about that? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Because I'm an idiot and I brought it up. How about Topher Grace as Eddie Brock? No. No way, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Horrible. Deduct points for choosing somebody who's named Topher. <laughs> <laughs> He's too hip to be Chris. 
How about Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus? That's good. That yeah, was really good. good. I mean, none of it's better than Heath Ledger, though. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of anything mm-hmm. better than Heath Ledger, and I can't. I can't do it. So, yeah, uh, Heath Ledger, definitive answer then. Uh, Paul, Paul yeah. Giamatti is the rhino. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 I think we found our new number one. There we go. That's a winner. Everybody's interested in lists this week. Lisps? Lists. Uh, like, what's your number one? What's your top? Yeah, rank this, rank that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this, fuck that. <laughs> Did you watch Maya and Marty? Yeah. Did you watch uh, Glickman when he was talking to Seinfeld? Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> Don't you think it's funny that the word lisp has yeah. <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I thought the Everyone Poops trailer was hilarious. I, I, I didn't, that didn't, I, that went like viral, but I didn't really, it didn't get me. Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah. I didn't know it went viral. Yeah, it went, it went crazy viral. I also yeah. thought the sketch where they were um, marionette puppets was fucking hilarious. I thought it was a good concept. I just didn't think it, uh, I don't think like it was awesome watching it. Oh, I, I thought it was, the physical comedy was really funny to me. Uh, it didn't get me. I, I thought, like, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool, but I just didn't think, like, they executed it well. <laughs> and, and the Will Forte making out with himself concept was pretty funny, too. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it was a good episode. I liked it. It was solid. I just, I love the Jiminy Glick stuff. Man. The Jiminy Glick is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, next email comes from Lee Edwards. Hey guys, Lee from England here. I'm still loving the show and always listening. Just a few things I would like to pass to you guys, uh, for your, I would like to pass to you guys for your views. I watched Death of Superman Lives and that was a complete Tupperware. Would have been so fun and crazy had it got made. Game of Thrones season six as well was a Tupperware too. The last two episodes were unbelievable. Also, have any of you seen Green Room. This film is incredible. Edge of your seat stuff. Mm, I've seen it advertised on iTunes. It's got Patrick Stewart in it. Yeah, it's a horror oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, it's got Anton Yelkin. Okay, um, is in that movie as well. Wow, who recently passed away. I've heard good things. Uh, best to go into this without trailers or synopsis. I think you might like this. Sorry if too long and sent on a Sunday. Just had to get it out there after watching that film. Thanks, Brian, Jake, and Jay. Keep the show rocking. Fuck you too, buddy. Yes, fuck Frank. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see Green Room. I do want to see it. I want to see it too. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, Oh, ooh, yeah, this next one. This next one. Uh, It's from a newer listener. Oh, is it a humdinger? Yeah, man. This is like uh, I told no Sunday emails, and we I got uh, I got this dude saying, fuck you. Mm. I'm going to send one anyway. It's from Masood Ali. Okay. Hello, Leftovers. My name is Masood Ali, but you can call me Ali. I am now your youngest listener at age 15. Oh, he's trying to one-up Finn. I know. Oh, God. Here we go. Watch out, Finn. I found this by accident, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And my first impression of you guys was that Brian is the douche of the group, and Jay and Jake were the pedos. What does that even mean? Pedophiles. Oh, okay. You ever heard of Pedo Bear? You ever seen that character on the internet? No. Okay. You should check it out. It's pretty funny. Uh, I went back to older... So I'm a douche, and you guys are pedophiles. That was his first impression of the show. Wow. Great impression so far. No, honestly, I think he's trying to send you and Jake you and Jay signals. Oh. Uh, I'm 15, wink, wink. I'm 15, wink, wink. You guys are pedos, right? These muffins are ready to be buttered. 
Huh? 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 Yeah, yeah. Mm. Some about muffins? <laughs> Question A for Jay. Are you dead? <laughs> uh, I went back to older episodes and found some good shows like Lucifer because of you guys. I watched the whole season in two days, so thank you. I know you said not to send emails this week, but I do, but I do give a fuck. And if you think this is long, fuck you also. Ah, these fucking millennials. I know. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, Finn is a respectful kid. I know. For the most part, right? I know, yeah. This is like the guy you come across on Xbox Live that giggles when he uses the word fuck. It's like, I use the curse word. <laughs> no, it, like, I, like Finn is like, 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 you know, it's like we got the, he was our first 15 year old. That sounds sick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Frank's like, no less! Exactly. <laughs> he wasn't my first. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Jake's like he was my fifteenth, fifteenth, yeah. my my golden fifteenth. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I don't know, but you know, we get Finn, and then we get this fucking uh, this little asshole. Yeah, model citizen Finn, Jeez. and then this fucker. I know. Yeah, it's like it's like opposite ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. The only good thing about this guy is if you shower with him, he looks like he's nine. What? It's a pedophile joke. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. <laughs> we were all having fun. <laughs> then you gotta bring you gotta bring in real stories. Frank, Frank <laughs> it was a joke. We were kidding. No, Frank's talking about his I know. shower time with destiny. <laughs> wow. Uh let's see here. Uh but yeah, this kid don't give a fuck. This is like the Andrew Dice Clay, a 15-year-old's here. <laughs> Fuck you. Throwing up. He's fucking uh, Kid Rock and shit. Oh. Throwing up the middle finger. <laughs> I am Masood Ali. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Little 15-year-old badass. Uh, I also have a question. If Jake likes robot fucking and Jay likes necrophilia, what is Brian into? Just to remind you that if this is long to you, I don't give two fucks. Oh, he didn't just say that like three seconds ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Bye, fuck nuggets. Uh, Your youngest listener, Masood Ali, what am I into? I'm into having sex with women, you little shit. (laughs) (laughs) Real life women? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't don't like my vagina cold and dead. And I also don't like it to actually have, like, the ability to shock me or something. (laughs) Upon ejaculation. (laughs) Don't don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, remember Leroy Jenkins? I kind of teased his bullshit email last week. Yeah. He's back. Leroy Jenkins, yes, my trans, here he goes, yes, my transatlantic dick slap that Dan West gave me during Batman v Superman podcast has finally wore off. (laughs) Smallwood ain't got nothing on that dick, but I do have to say it looked all spotted and smelled weird. I can't wait to have him back on and listen to 20 minutes of you guys talking about his shitty robot connection over Skype. I feel a sense of pride that my email got Jay as fired up as he ever has been on the podcast, and it got me thinking, Jay, I really don't know you, motherfucker. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Nah, on second thought, forget it. Nobody gives a shit. Also, goddamn son, how are you going to let Brian shit all over you and Hopner during the X-Men Apocalypse episode? Stand up for yourself, motherfucker. He says, stand up for yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Come with something better than, quote, I just liked it and had a lot of fun with it. Keep up the courtesy laughing at the shit jokes that come up every so often. It makes them a little bit more bearable. 
Yes, Jake, Leroy is my real name, but it's also my Xbox handle. Leroy out. Mm. Wow. Uh, this is like amateur week. Like, everybody thinks that they're a comedian this week. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that email was not the tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you know, like, uh, people talking. Jay's, Jay's, Jay's a great guy, and it's like he loved, he just, he liked the X-Men movie, and and uh, I didn't like it. And I think what made us so offended is that he's, how much more he said Civil he liked War. it than Civil War, yeah. but yet he had complaints about it, but none for Civil War. Yeah, hmm. That's well, why we were busting his balls. Civil War got the higher rating, too. It got a high taste it, and this got a taste it. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. So it made no sense. So we were we were busting balls yeah. on that. Yeah, we were trying to figure that whole thing out. So, I don't know, man. Whatever, Leroy. <laughs> yeah, settle down, Leroy. Yeah, take, take a chill. Take it down. Uh, last... Yeah, last email comes from... Uh, Daniel Hopner. Oh, right. God, here we go. Hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I see what he did there. He puts har-har. Uh, but just wanted to drop a line and ask Brian, uh, ask Brian a question. Uh, during the 4th of July weekend, I was able to attend the 6th Annual Rooster Teeth Convention in Austin, Texas. Uh, the experience was fantastic and got to see so many great things. But while at the Red versus Blue panel, I couldn't help but be reminded of you several times mentioning how you used to love Red versus Blue back in the day. So I was just wondering how you got into it. What was your appeal for it and how long you kept with it? They are, they are close to finishing their 14th season. And as a loyal fan since season one back in 2003, I have to suggest you go back and see if you can catch up over time. Anyways, sorry for the non-group related email, but it was on my mind. Luckily, this well, luckily with this I'm just interrupting other idiots like myself and not what the other people want to hear. Take care, guys. Um, I started I started watching uh, Red versus Blue probably in two, I think 2004 mm-hmm. after I was introduced to clips of it on um, uh, G4. Yeah, that's exactly the same reason I started watching it. And so from there it was like, okay, I've got to <laughs> I've got to watch these and I actually started it may sound silly, but I started to collect the seasons on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I went through season 5 and I have all 5 of those seasons on DVD and I used to get the DVDs at Hot Topic. They were fucking expensive as shit. Yeah, whoa. But I wanted to watch them so I'd get them there. And I, that's all I got through was like season 5. But I loved it. We used to have um I used to work with them, some guys that were fans and we used to have like Red versus Blue, you know, nights where we'd get together and just watch Red versus Blue at one dude's apartment. It was hmm. a lot of fun. Nice. That sounds cool. I think I only watched like the first like 3 seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So After they, a while, they it, the blood really drawn col- out. the blood gulch chronicle was like the first yeah. arc or whatever of the story. Yeah, I I didn't I, I can't remember if I barely made it out of that or didn't even quite finish it. Yeah. After a while, it started to seem like it was getting kind of complicated. It wasn't that I hated it; I just kind of dropped off and never. It's picked one it of back those. Up. I think it was the it was such a novel idea at first. Like I'd never seen anything like it before, mm-hmm. and that novelty just kind of like wore off for me after a while. Right. Like it was like I just didn't have to keep up with it. Yeah, fourteen seasons. It's, it's hard to yeah hold up to that. Standard yeah. for that long, exactly. So I, I love that stuff, but yeah, it's very cool. It'd be, it'd be very cool to go to that panel. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, uh, we are starting to run out of steam. Honestly, it's just like these emails just take a toll after a while. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I mean, when you, when you go from fucking dude who's like, fo sheezy the wheezy. <laughs> oh, that was Jesus the best Christ. email. No way, man. If they were all God like that, damn. I'd be fucking hyped. Like, I feel like I want to tear my heart out every time I hear somebody talk I, like I that. I feel bad. Leroy, Leroy, from the sound of it, is an actual fan. He really enjoys the show, and I've kind of like shit on this guy. So I'm going to – I apologize, Leroy. I, I do. I do. Leroy's a fan. I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. All right, Leroy. <laughs> You're okay, I guess. You're all right. Jay still hates you. <laughs> <laughs> you turd. Yeah. He is a fan, though. It's kind of crazy. So, okay, yeah, whatever. I'll give it to you. But, all right, next week we will be back with uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, who are you going to call? Leftovers. Leftovers. And, and then the week after, I think, is all San Diego Comic-Con. Correct, and Star Trek. And Star Trek Beyond. So we'll probably break it up into two episodes that week. But uh, we'll see you next week. With Ghostbusters. Remember to check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash popcultureleftovers. See you next week. And just like all good leftovers say in their, left, uh, their doggy bags, well, whatever, I'm, I'm going to go home. They say turn up. <laughs> turn up. <laughs> yeah, boy. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before And we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Could it toss it, could it taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And we're the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that